Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Uh. Uh huh. Other 
I'm at the helm of comments is out of space. Feel that I'm out of place. What I speak in common as I vanish without a trace and go within myself. That's where answers to questions lie. Keep it all fluorescent as I strengthen my inner eye. Feeding my violent flames, aligning my vortices. Hip hop was original, all I see now was forgery. Back in ancient Kemet, they studied the mystic arts. The main lesson taught was operate from the heart. Uh, imagine a sacred kingdom of elders that came before to pass it on to those. Cause the masses, omnivores, they eating up anything. Time for a fast show. My hands are full, uh, my feet are brass. The crystals that resonate, cause life forever lasts. Multidimensional, and with that, I conclude a class. Scribe of all laws, Lifetimes to reach it. In this space of time, I write rhymes. They try to breach it. The example, apple, or essence for what's needed. Y'all just believe it. But see me what I was seeking. Translated to actual, 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 like telekinesis. I'm at my freest at my office. Just like the left of the galactic centers of Soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Alright? Shout out to the family. Shout out to yours. Welcome back to another phenomenal, monumental episode of KTL Radio. Yes, indeed. Okay? No further ado, call it from the tree, 47650. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to the universe. Peace to you and yours. Welcome peace. to another legend. Talk to me. Talk to me. Give me a sound check. Huh? Say, give me a sound check. What I say? Okay, you sounded good. I hear a little bit of the background noise. No, sound like you might be in a restaurant setting or something or a bar. Well, you know, particularly, you know, what I'm saying I had to position myself on the grid. So, I'm in Hollywood doing this. Okay, that's you know, so I'm in Hollywood Vine. I'm on Hollywood and Vine. Yeah, I'm blasting off. You know. Season three, you know what I'm saying? There's gonna be three decoders. 
So they come in form. As you saw in the Iron Man movie, you just can't do it by yourself. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh-huh. War Machine, the Patriot Machine is coming forth. The War Machine is coming, coming forth. It's a beautiful thing. Now, I mean, did you step outside as of yet? Blue. You said what now? Did you step outside uh, as of yet? I'm about to right now. Okay. Yeah, so while we wait for Blue to get ready, you know what I mean? Yeah, hello? So we can hear clearly. There you go, family. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they yeah. sound like Bobby Brown there. Sound like <laughs> Yeah, you know. It was going down. I didn't think that I was gonna be Picking up that much background noise, but I just got these new headphones, so I'm picking up a little uh, extra speaker, you know what I'm saying, or what have you. But look, that's neither here nor there. We are in the building, you know what I'm saying. I'm out here, like I said, you know, on the Ave, I'm on the block. I'm standing on a stall in Hollywood, so we're going to resonate and bring this energy in proper lot. Very quick, how was your weekend? The weekend was great. Uh, the highlights of my weekend, first of all, shout out to Clico, you know what I mean, and shout out to his queen, and shout out to his, to Choch, young, young, uh, Chacho, yeah, Chacho. little man, yeah. young Chacho was in the building, the young guard, and, um, we was, we stayed with them this weekend, me and the mayor, you know, so the, so the young ones could play together, Chacho was going on four, you know, and the mayor's five, so they had a, a wonderful time, you know what I mean, just being, Young young star seeds, you know what I mean? The young star seeds were definitely in the building. Um, the highlights of my weekend had to be on Sunday when I had the pleasure of attending the Brother Gaino Grills Made Miracles, all right? Family, we have the show in the archives. It's already doing its numbers on the downloads. Uh, the brother went, he came on the show on Friday uh, and put it down. Shout out to everybody that was in the building for that show, as well as everybody that downloaded the show. Be sure to go to Gaino Grills um, Facebook page, Gaino Grills fan page. That's G A N O G R I L L S. Now let me tell you what this young man came forth and did. It showed me that you know exactly what I said to him when he was on the show. This thing here that he's doing is a little bigger than the average you know, lecturer or teacher coming forth just because of what he brings to the table. Now, I've been to many lectures. I've been to hundreds of lectures. I can log in, you know what I mean? I got the receipts, you know? And I've often said on the show, and I've even said at lectures when they give me my slot to speak, that we have to start participating with the audience. The audience has to walk away feeling a sense of fulfillment rather than just the, the information that people are disseminating. Because sometimes when it's always just about look at me, 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 and not us, 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 it's always about look at what I have to say or what I'm bringing to the table. Or it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not lecturing to y'all. This is me just talking to y'all. But the crowd is not involved. Nobody asks the, uh, the, the, the audience, the student body, what are your skills? What do you want out of life? What is, you know, what kind of what kind of miracle are you looking for? 
you know what I mean? People don't get addressed on a one-on-one basis at these lectures, unfortunately, because there's certain things such as time limits, you know, and I guess that the, mm, I like to say the way that lectures are structured, it hasn't evolved into workshops or seminars as of yet, unfortunately, but it's getting there. The brother, yeah, come with it, brother. We got like two minutes yeah, left. No doubt. The brother did an awesome presentation. Then he went he went ahead and uh, had us get into a circle where we utilized the power of the group, all right? We locked fingers, pinkies, feet. We began doing sacred chants. The energy in the room began to change. Then he did a one-on-one healing, uh, words of power healing technique for everybody that was in attendance. They had three options, whether you wanted to heal, speak to the gods, or invoke a miracle, okay? Many people were, um, it, it was just, it was magical. And he had, it wasn't just him. He also had other people that were a part of, um, his training, you know what I mean? Because he went through tra- training through, uh, I believe, Mitchell Gibson and a few other enlightened teachers. But the brother's information is upstairs, all right? Session one, the one that I just attended, the, uh, the, the bullet points were miracles given to all, explaining the violet fr- um, flame, the karmic eraser, why a mantra is so powerful, what do prayers do, what ancient aliens is not telling you, and much, much more. And he covered all of those topics and many more. Session two is a four. It's a three-week session, family. Session two is on Sunday, May 12th. Session three is on Sunday, May 26th. Session two is going to be dealing with why are we here, what is life's purpose, who are your cosmic parents. The creator had many children before Earth's creation, and let us create man in our own image. I guarantee you, family. If y'all are in Brooklyn, please make it down to 444 Atlantic Avenue. That's Cleo's Palace, for Cleopatra's Palace. It is a wonderful, um, you know, very welcoming, uh, very opulent uh, establishment. It's going to be a place where we're going to be doing a lot of stuff in the near future. So um, I want to give much props to the brother. You know what I mean? I'm sure that he's going to be around for a very long time. I'm going to, you know, we're going to do what we can on, on KTL to introduce him to a whole nother audience, and I'm sure that he'll take us into a whole nother realm with a whole nother audience, you know what I mean? Because the brother knows what he's talking about, and he knows how to deliver it. So that basically was my weekend. Um, oh, oh, my goodness. I also attended the uh, lecture that Sister Ros Mariah Bay and Aziz Hill and Majay did which was legendary, monumental. They said Sister um, Ross Mariah went totally in, you know what I mean, as only she could. And, um, you know, everybody, they, they, you know, they said everybody represented, you know what I mean, Azariah brought, you know, he's going to bring it to the to the forefront. And, um, you know, Sister Ross is going to bring it, and Majade is going to bring it. And also, brother... Um, no doubt, no doubt. Definitely sounds... Like it was an impactful weekend. Um, yes, yes, indeed. You know, but we are gathered here today, you know what I'm saying, yes, to uh, wrap up some of the festivities that partook this particular weekend. I was able to catch this movie that is of interest that we'll be talking about tonight, you know what I'm saying, over the weekend. Um, you know, definitely got to uh, 
share some times with, with my good Scorpion brothers, A.A. Rashid and Raul Cool out here, you know what I'm saying, on the on the West Coast as well. Shout out to them. Shout out to the entire family out here, point blank, period. And uh, with no further ado, can you please read the description so we can get into tonight's presentation? Yes, sir. Join KTL Radio as we kick off Season 3 of Hollywood Decoded. This summer is one for the record books. And what better way to start the season off with, no, with none other than Tony Stark? They said three times, three times a charm. However, that was a year ago with Avengers. Technically, this is the fourth installment. And to all our faithful listeners, you know how important the number four is. Tune in tonight as KT the Arch Degree, Cosmo Physician, and A.A. Rashid, the Kabbalah God, go through a thorough dissertation of the wormhole. As a famous man once said, you are not rocking with the best. And without any further ado, we bring to you Hollywood Decoding, Decoded Season 3. Open up, uh, opening up the line for 404. 492. Peace. Welcome to Nota Ledge Radio. Peace, peace. Peace. What's up, people? What's good with you? Peace, peace, How peace. How you doing? How you doing? Peace to the young God. What's going hey, on? Hey, really feel good to be on the phone with the children, with the friends, brother. Yeah. Did you forget that you co-host this program? Hey, welcome back, man. <laughs> hey man, we in season three, man. We in season three, man. No doubt, no doubt. That don't that only makes sense, yo. Uh the twins, man. The twins was all through the movie. I know y'all see I mean the twins been prevalent at least for the past six, seven months and the movie's deep, man. It ain't over oh, yet. Yeah, red and blue and the twins, that's all I've been seeing. That's all I've been Indeed. seeing. How y'all doing though? All is well. We properly aligned. You know oh. what I mean? I'm on the east. The blue is on the west. You know what I mean? The best. The, no, the, we got the, the pillars east. set up. Yeah. Pillars are set up. You oh, know what oh I mean? so you, you back. You you up top? You up top, Red? You in New York? I'm in the city, bro. I'm in BK, okay. as a matter of fact. I'm in Brooklyn. Listen, listen. The reason why I'm yeah. saying is because you know uh, Amazing Spider-Man got, got open casting call for the 10th. They want a bunch of people to show up. You could be in the movie, son. Oh, well, send me that information because Valentine's yeah, you the link. Want to show. Uh, yeah, Valentine's son is working on that set. So I would, I would be honored to go up there and do my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you the link. Indeed. I'll send you the link, Indeed. son. I, I, so I mean, you want me to just jump yeah. on in this thing? Or am I supposed to warm it up with no. you? No. Know what, man? Oh, no, nah, this is the third installment, man. Yeah, you, you know, this is your thing. Whoever's still standing, I got headshots. You know what I'm saying? But listen, listen. <laughs> this uh this joint was crazy, man. I wanted you know, I, I planned on, on us doing Oblivion too, but Oblivion gotta get its own show. It just gotta get its own show. I can't Iron Man can't be split and Oblivion can't be split. They need their own shows, man, so that's why I had to go ahead and just, you know, separate them up like that. But, you know, we got a we got a full summer. You know, we got everything from Superman to After Earth, 
You know what I'm saying? It's it's so much coming that, you know, there'll be more than enough time. But I'm going to go ahead and jump right in this thing, though, okay? Let's do it. So, yes, sir. It is interesting to note that Ogun is such a prominent Orisha that the various levels of his reception mark our initiatory stages in Santeria. Anytime you're getting into initiation, the first day that you usually end up, uh, that you have to go through is going to end up being Ogun. Okay? Ogun is also identified as St. James, okay, or St. James the Greater, which is real interesting because they ended up calling him the Moor Slayer. Um, in the Congo, um, as well as in Spain, they were they were channeling his energy, so they was using our our magic against us, calling it Saint James, though. All right. In uh, pictures, is usually seen as a knight in armor carrying a lance, subduing a dragon. Okay, remember the dragon. All right, y'all know for those who watched the movie, that's what Aldous Killian had tattooed on his chest. Right, and he was breathing fire. He is the Orisha of metals and metalworking. That is the reason that the uh, Ogun lives in a metal cauldron and his implements are made of iron and steel. Okay? He's a fierce warrior, defends his people, fights against injustice. Ogun has the intelligence and creativity to invent tools, weapons, and technology. He is the father of civilizations in many ways. For it by his strength that the path from Ogun to Ai was cleared so that humanity and their resources could come to earth. It was his tools and labor that cleared the way to build the cities, the homes, and the roads. He is the cutting edge of the knife and as such is often misunderstood. Hello? Hello? All right, family. Give us one second. It seems as if their calls drop. Uh, Blue, you there? Yeah. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I'm back in the concert hall. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Yeah. Here we um, call drop, but I'm sure. All right. Well, that's good though, because that gives us a minute for the family that's on the call and the family that's in the chat room, the family that's on your phone. Do me a favor while we have this small. Uh, Break window. Go ahead. Yeah, this little small window. Go ahead and upload the um. Which go ahead and upload the show on your social network, your Facebook, or you could tweet about it if you have Twitter, or you can even take a picture of the screen and put it on Instagram. Hashtag Hollywood Decoded um, KTL Radio. All right, family. So let's go ahead and open up KT's line. Call it from the four zero four four nine two. Yeah, it's starting sure. already, but it's it's all good. That's yeah, why I'm yeah, going to push sure. through this thing. So uh-huh. <laughs> I'm about to push through it. All right. So, yeah, like I was saying about Ogun, you know, um, you got to understand. I mean, I'm not going to go too much into Iron Man because this is the this is the fourth installment of him. Everybody knows by now he represents Mars. He represents Iron. He represents the Aries energy. That's why he says, I am Iron Man. You know, I am, I am, I am. But he says, I am something different in this movie, which we'll get into later. Okay, but you understand the Iron Age, and we understand Kali Yuga, and that that's the symbolism of him right now. He is... Um, this is another element of the Dark Knight Rises. You know what I mean? If you if you put the two movies together, they're very similar in terms of their story. 
you know, in terms of him getting everything taken away from him and having to love himself, you know, to, uh, to come all the way back and resurrect himself, the story of the hero, you know, is, is going to keep emerging again and again. But Batman and, and Iron Man are very similar because they both children of uh, billionaire uh, philanthropists and, and industrialists that end up taking it to the next level, all right? So um, this is the Marvel version of the Batman energy. All right, now. There's a 900-year-old Hopi Native American ascension uh, legend that describes during end times, okay, the one hearts will travel to a blue sun and leave the two hearts behind with their red sun, okay? The prophecy states when the blue star Katina makes its appearance in the heavens, the fifth world will emerge. This will be the day of the purification. The Hopi name for the star Sirius is blue star Katina. It will come with the... Uh, with the blue star, which they got as Sasquasoha. Katina dances in the plaza and removes its mask, all right? All through the movie, what is he doing? He's, he's always taking his mask off in the movie. Um, you got the um, the, the five-pointed star is in there through the whole film, uh, whether you're at the Texaco gas station or you got the president hanging over the tree. Um, you keep seeing the, the, the symbolism of the five star, uh, the five pointed star over and over and over again and the blue energy. All right. Sopadet, okay, which means she who is sharp, goddess of fertility of the soil and a personification of Sirius. She is depicted as a woman with what? A five pointed star on her head. The helical rises of Sophus heralded the arrival of the Nile inundation. She is called bringer of the new year and the Nile flood. When did the movie start? The movie started when? At 1999, right at the countdown, right? In later periods, she was increasingly associated with ISIS, all right? Tony Stark was continuously submerged in the flood by way of the ocean when his home got shot up, um, and that tower in Tennessee when the bad guy melted the legs and the water tower fell on him, all right? Now, the giant rabbit, uh, whose hands were really breasts, you know, they, they were real slick with that one. It was really a woman. Um, you know, the, 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 the ears were down, you know what I mean? When the ears down, um, that's, that's totally different because the ears is the most captivating part of a rabbit. It's, it's, it's their ears up. They can hear everything. That means they're more sensitive. So when their ears are down, that's symbolic. This ears were down. It had breasts and it looked like the legs was wide open. That's the rabbit hole, the sexual vulva energy. He gave it to who? He gave it to Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts is a Virgo. A Virgo is the virgin. That means the opening, the opener, opening of the way. All through the movie, the children kept coming to him saying the same thing. Yo, what's up with the wormhole? Tell me about the wormhole. You still up in the wormhole. So the rabbit hole and the wormhole was consistently, consistently being talked about in the film because it was a progress of him going through a dimension. Okay, he mentioned cocoons too, which we'll get to a little later. All right? Now, um, this In this movie, he had 42 different armors. One of the armors that he had was Mark 39. The Mark 39 is the suborbital armor, meaning that it was able to go in suborbit around the Earth. The name of this armor is called the Gemini, all right? And as Blue already knows, at the premiere of the movie, Gwen wore a black and white dress, but she was butt naked underneath it, okay? This white and black dress was the inverted design of the black and white design of the Mark 39. All his other armors is, is silver and blue and gray, you know, red and yellow, but this one is just straight black and white with a gold face, and then her dress was white and black, okay? Pepper wore white throughout the whole movie until she got the extremist dose, 
all right? And then now she's wearing black all of a sudden, okay? Gwen was suited up so that she can understand the power and responsibility that Tony endures. Um, the poster had the helmet or the mask that was split unevenly where one hemisphere is being used more than the other. So we got the Gemini element, the twin element, being used in the movie between him and Pepper Potts. They're playing twin aspects of one another, and they're flipping each other's mold because at the end, even at the beginning, um, you know, he threw the suit to her um, in order to be protected at last, but she came back and helped him, and he kept saying, well, I helped you first. He kept saying that through the whole movie. And then even at the end of the movie, she ended up saving him, you know what I'm saying, because she ended up getting the power. The woman ended up being enamored with the power. All right, now, the movie starts off very interesting with a group called Eiffel 65, Okay, 65 is an 11, all right? What is Eiffel? Eiffel is a tower. What is a tower? A tower is an antenna. It's, a, it's about frequency and wavelength. So the movie starts off with, with the gateway, with the portal, with the twin energy. And the name, of, the name of the song by Eiffel 65 is Blue. You there? You there, Blue? Yeah, he's there. He's there, but he's not um, here. Oh, you got the background. You got the background. Okay, well, I'll say it. The name of the song that Eiffel 65 sings when the movie drops, when it first comes on, is called I'm Blue. Okay? (laughs) Yeah, I'm Blue. Now, not not only did the movie start off with that, with the I'm Blue, but the 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 song was released April fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine. So it came out on the forty fourth, right? And then the length of the song was four minutes and forty seconds. I'm just saying, I ain't making that up. It's just all forty four from the from the rip. Okay. Now, You ever heard the term facing one's demons? That's because we create our own demons from our thoughts, fears, angers, hatreds, deeds, actions, and words. They are the lower levels of the mind and actions, so to face one demons means to confront what one has issues over and put them to rest. So demons are thoughts. Okay? You read the Bible, you read almost any spiritual book, you're going to find out that the demons are the thoughts. Okay? You, have to, you have to use your heart. Your mind is not your brain. Okay? Your mind is not your head. Your mind is encompassing the all in all. And you have, to, you have to get control of your mind so that you can get control of your thoughts because if you allow your thoughts to, to develop a certain amount of energy and you give them power and you, you give them foundation, well, then they will grow and they will develop and they will live and breathe and be what you created. You know, it's a Frankenstein's monster type of thing. And that's why this movie started off with him saying, a famous guy once said, you know, we create our own demon. Okay, now, the director of this movie was Shane Black, okay? The other two movies was directed by Sean Favreau, who plays Happy Hogan, you know, the security cat in the movie. Um, It's real interesting he didn't play. uh, He didn't do the directing in this one. He executive produced. Um... And it's real funny because in the movie he was demoted too, or, or really promoted in a sense as well. He was the head of security um, for for Stark Industries, and he was like Homeland Security. He was real nitpicky and all that. Then he got put in a coma through the home film as well. So it's almost like what happened to him behind the scenes filming the movie happened on the screen as well. It's just mad crazy. But the cat who directed the movie, his name is Shane Black, and Black has everything to do with this film. Carbon the 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 six sided uh, shape the hexagon the the tesseract that we spoke of before 
Um, and, of course, James Rhodes' character, the melanin being the missing element, that's why he's so prevalent in this film. But Shane Black is the director this time, and Shane Black is real important because he's the guy who reintroduced Robert Downey Jr. back to Hollywood in 2005. Okay, 2005 was Katrina. 2005 was a, was a period where Tony Stark or, or Robert Downey Jr. previously was in all that turmoil with dope and drugs and all that type of stuff, and he was kind of blacklisted no pun intended, in Hollywood. Shane Black hooked up with him and Val Cameron and did a movie called Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. And this was his first film kind of back into Hollywood, and it did very well. And they kind of linked up together. Um, And it's funny because in this movie, Tony Stark is going through the same thing that um, um, Robert Downey Jr., who's playing and had to go through life imitating art. He was kind of this guy who had to really grow up. He had to hang up, you know, his, um, his, 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 he had to put his toys back in the cubby and he had to put his big boy pants on. All right. Now, um, now in the movie, he played a thief <laughs> that was part of a robbery. He played a thief that they was evading the crime scene and was shot while he was running away and ended up running into a, a room, and in this room there was an audition being held for a part. Well, he ended up reading the lines off the page, and he got the part <laughs> because of what he was just going through. They called it method acting. So I'm telling you, this whole uh, dimensional thing it, it, it's, it's a real deal thing because this movie just played right into this film um, eight years later, which is the 44 now. In the movie, there's a line between Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, okay? Val Kilmer is real similar to Aldrich Killian. You know, Val is V-A-L, that's the Al, and then you got Kilmer, just like Killian, all right? Where they talking, and Val Kilmer is, is responding to something that, um, that, that uh, Robert Downey Jr. said, and he says, oh, yeah, 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 talking monkey, came here from the future, ugly bastard, only says ficus. So I found that interesting, that line, because he was talking about talking monkeys and he was talking about a ficus, and I was like, yo, that's mad deep because they had that in the movie. All right, monkeys are apes, and apes are adapte, which are the genetic test subjects of the Morse legacy as stated by Rick Smith, right? This is where Adam comes from and in which he and Eve are very famous for utilizing the fig tree, right, which is the ficus. Maya was obviously looking for the passion as the missing ingredient for her formula to be able to create the light beings as Tony would later with his suits in his cave. So when they was, you know, hooking up, you know, in Switzerland and Bern, Switzerland, and Bern, Switzerland is, is interesting because they have um, something called the zinc tablet there in Bern, in Bern, Switzerland. But they, um, and it's also where uh, Einstein came up with the theory of relativity was when he was in staying in Bern, Switzerland as well. But when they was there up, you know, went up the elevator and they was in the, um, in the suite and she was showing the ficus plant, Happy kept messing with the plant. She was like, leave the plant alone. She don't like it. It was the ficus. And she was trying to crack the code of the human body in terms of us being able to heal ourselves, similar to how Wolverine's able to do at the drop of the hat. There was a problem with her with her uh, formula because every time the pl- anything would grow back, it would spontaneously combust. All right, it would just spontaneously combust. Right. All right. So we're gonna get back to that. Just laying some groundwork now. Um, I just talked about monkeys. Okay, let's let's keep going with the monkeys now. 
Um, there's another scene in the movie where monkeys is, is talked about. I think they talked about about three times in the movie. The, the other time is when uh, Iron Man is saving 13 uh, people being dropped from the plane. That's another four, obviously, from the Air Force One, okay? And he says he's talking about, you know, acting like it's the Barrel of Monkeys game, which is by Hasbro, you know, Transformers and all that. These monkeys have also been used for modeling of polyhedral structures, including virus particles and other protein structures. In brief, a pair of monkeys can hook around each other in more than eight, eight different, no, I'm sorry, in more than 80 different ways, forming quite stable links. The links may be either symmetrical or asymmetrical. Repetition of the asymmetric link generates a helix. A symmetric link is self-limiting so that the structure cannot grow further unless a new link is used to join symmetric pairs. It is possible to generate structures with point uh, line 2D or 3D symmetry by choosing two or three different links, all right, and repeating them systematically, all right? Any repeating unit can be principal, be assembled in this way. So these, these barrel, of, this barrel of monkey game, as of course, as they give it to the masses, it's just barrel of monkey, some game to play. You know, you link the monkeys together, whatever. But this is actually a tool that is used in order to create these particular microscopic structures, all right, which is going to come into um, full a little later on. A lot of scientists and a lot of universities use these monkeys, all right? Now, also, let's keep going. Now, the best measurable correlate of consciousness is a type of EEG, okay? EEG is electroencephalography, okay? Electroencephalography, all right? That's the EEG with the paper with squiggly lines. Or brainwave measurement called gamma synchrony at around 40 times per second. You're going to keep hearing 40, 88, 40 over and over and over. It's just going to be consistent, okay? Now, um, this is called gamma synchrony at around 40 times per second, discovered in 1980s in Germany by Wolf Singer. Typically, with EEG, you get a mess of squiggly lines, but if you break them down into frequency ranges, you get various types of waves. You get delta, theta, alpha, and beta. These indicate electrical waves in the brain ranging from zero up to about 30 hertz or 30 waves per second. But Singer discovered a higher, perfectly coherent frequency that came to be known as gamma synchrony, which ranged from 30 to 90 hertz or even higher. Though 40 hertz is typical, gamma synchrony is the best marker we have for consciousness in the brain. This suggests that conscious moments or whitehead occasions occur for roughly 40 times per second. Okay, the brain is a microcosm of the universe. The whole film was a narrative of the subconscious in a sense pulled from the darkness of Tony's mind. Remember, he started off talking about we create our own demons. Okay, uh, we, we come to find out he'd been talking to Bruce Banner the whole time. Okay, he also mentioned the Ouroboros, the snake eating its own tail after the credits. We see he has been confiding in Bruce Banner, and, he, and Bruce Banner has been asleep or unconscious. He tells Tony that he doesn't have the temperament and is not that type of doctor. That whole element, that whole the whole movie was gamma synchrony for the fact that Tony was laying in the psychiatry chair giving everything to uh, uh, to, uh, Bruce Banner. And who is Bruce Banner? None other than the Hulk. And who is the Hulk? He's Dr. Gamma himself. So they were talking about the gamma synchrony. 
Um, brain is a microcosm of the universe. You see that in the movie where your boy all just throws the three spheres out there, the triangle, the trinity, and ends up creating a universe. First he says it's his brain, but then he'd be like, oh, no, that's the universe. My bad. He said, no, this is the brain. But when you look at the two pictures, they're exactly the same picture. Same picture, same picture. All right, now, Maya um, Maya Henson, who's the female scientist that Tony gets with at the beginning of the movie, and Tony exchanged passion that night, okay? They, they, they copulate, and he left the improved for- formula as a memento. And funny enough, Memento was Ralph Hilmer's first movie, right? However, it was incomplete, and his thoughts now were to be formed through Maya and Aldrich on the low frequency and James and Rose and Pepper on high. So they say you create your own demons, right? You create your own thoughts. So these triangles are being created, okay? You're going to keep seeing this triangle symbolism over and over again because you see it on his chest. It's the as is above, so below. You're going to see it with the five-pointed star. But most importantly, like I said, there's a there's a trinity going on where he ends up creating Aldridge by leaving him stranded up on the roof, and he ended up creating desperation or enmity, you know, which is, um, you know, a, a real heavy verse in the Bible. And then he later on he ends up creating James Rhodes and, and Pepper on a higher vibration. And if he didn't um, grow, if he didn't develop from that point forth, then he would not have been prepared to deface those demons of that Saturn returning, his karma coming back around, his Saturn, all right? Um, so, yeah, um, now, like I said, Maya was working on this virus, which later was de- uh, called extremis, you know, which was de- dealing with repairing of the body. So we're going to get into some physiology now. Okay, 100,000 chemical reactions happening in every cell in every second. Every second that passed by, your cell has 100,000 chemical reactions going on. Biophotonic emission is the key to unlock cellular, cellular communication. Now, Ali Muhammad has been dropping the uh, biophotonic information for some time now. I don't know how many people have really been grasping and understanding what he's been saying with that, with that knowledge and that information. Um, I've been uh, listening to him as well as uh, Dr. Um, um, what's his name? Fritz Albert Pop. Um, and there's a there's a lot of other doctors out there that's really talking about this heavy, and we're gonna get into it right now. Okay. The point is that all living systems have a bio photon emission. Remember, photon is light. It's a little packet of light. It's not really a particle. It's more like a wave. It's just a little pocket of information. It's light. All right. The point is that all living systems have a bio photon emission. And this is always changing because the field patterns are being influenced constantly by all of creation. We as human resonators or as human oscillating crystals are affected by these electromagnetic wave patterns. In essence, living systems are open systems. They are affected by the electromagnetic wave patterns within themselves and externally. Physics have established the biophotons are coherent. In this context, it means that even small emissions can affect a greater whole because a small change can change the coherence of the greater whole. There are over 100,000 reactions in a cell in one second. One single photon is enough to trigger 10 to the ninth reactions, okay, which is 10 billion, okay? Then the photon itself is not used up but returned to the living field, so it's perpetual. It's, it's, it's recycling. This is all going to give 
meaning to the end of the movie and what Tony Starks was going through. Biophotonic emissions, photon meaning light, bio meaning life, life and light. Emissions mean emitting is coming out of you, okay? Coherence means that the light is not in chaos. It's not scattered all over the place. Scattered would be you turning on a light bulb without a lampshade and the light is just escaping going everywhere in the house. A laser is coherence. So what's being said is biophotonic uh, emissions is this light that's being emitted from inside your body, mainly from your DNA, that it acts like a laser and is being used as a telecommunications network. All right, now, um, now I said returning to the living field, right? Now, the field is a detailed book called of the same name by an author named Lynn McTaggart, where she goes in depth on biophotons and the field and the connection. Taggart is the name of the first bomb in the movie, and the first bomb in the movie is at the Chinese theater in Hollywood on the Walk of Fame where the Hollywood stars is at. That ain't no coincidence. All right, now, when the configuration of the crystal-like protein changes, it can transform, even convert the frequencies into energy messages signals to which the cells respond in numerous different ways. One example is melanin, a crystal-like protein able to absorb light energy and transform it into sound and electromagnetic energy. This transfer of the harmonic resonant energy is how the cell membrane sends information to the intracellular structures and therefore has a regulatory effect on them, okay? Now, um, the light in our cells, they vibrate with frequencies, okay? The, the, the conf there was a conference in 2001 on the living field, okay, that stated that the cells act as resonators for sunlight, that even the ancient one-cell organisms were evolutionarily developed by resonating with sunlight and so have gifted the basic physiology to evolution into human cells. The body, the cells within the body, and the DNA within the cells within the body are all resonators working like a two-way radio. Each cell gives off particular frequencies. Electromagnetic wave patterns in the cells act as a guidance or force for what happens in the cell. When you change a field pattern, you change matter. When you change matter, you change a field pattern, just like biophotons, which are both particles and waves. What is more important in that the field pattern is much more predominant to organizing the matter than and vice versa. So Taggart blows up, the field gets changed. Chinese theater, Hollywood, movie, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, all these things mirror each other. After that happens, what, what goes down? Happy Hogan is caught in a blast. That is inspiration to cause what? Tony Stark to get in front of the camera and tell the Mandarin, yo, I'm coming for you. Once he made that statement, what happened? Everything starts getting set into the motion with the first, the first Nile inundation occurs where he gets dropped in the ocean right outside um, of his cave. All right, now. The extremist is synonymous with biphotonic emissions, the high coherence of photons into lasers which by way of the microtubular system of your cellular structure communicates with the highest efficiency throughout the body. Based on quantum mechanics, particles and waves can be superpositioned, meaning they can be in more than one place at one time. First and foremost, all right, microtubules are the rigid structural support defining the shape of all the cells but continually moving and rearranging. The rearrangement account for all cell growth, development, synaptic regulation. Pretty important stuff, right? Each microtubule is a molecular assembly, a cylindrical polymer composed of many versions of a single peanut-shaped protein that's called tubulin. Each of these tubulins flex into alternative 
conformational shapes and can also have genetic and other types of diversity but are overall similar. The tubulin proteins self-assemble into hollow cylinders whose walls are elegant lattices which are both hexagonal excuse me, and helical. The helical winding patterns have beautiful Fibonacci geometry. These self-assembling and unassuming cylinders somehow account for cell growth movement and function, like a building assembling brick by brick. And the more symmetrical a cell is, the more it needs the structural support. So neurons with their long axons and dendrites have lots and lots of microtubules. If you look inside a single neuron, you see hundreds of microtubules composed of something like 100 million tubulin protein subunits. You could say that neurons are actually made of microtubules, okay, which means that each one of your neurons has many computers inside. So each one of your neurons are their own brain. All right, so we're going we're gonna to get further into that. I'm trying to show you when he rolled out those three spheres and created that triangle, all right, and from that upwards triangle, he ended up creating the universe, and from the universe, he created the mind, right? What he really was saying, his mind is the universe. He went deep into the, the part of the brain where it controls repairing, and when he went in there, it was empty space. It was the universe. It was like, look, it's limitless potential with inside your brain, and I'm about to prove it to you. All right, now, um, okay, now, considering brain computation strictly at the level of neuronal synaptic interactions, all right, meaning if we are to compare the brain to a computer, they estimate 100 billion neurons per brain, okay, each with up to 1,000 synapses per neuron and up to 100 operations per second, okay. This gives roughly uh, uh, 1,016 operations per second for the entire brain. Using whose law? Using Moore's law. <laughs> I didn't make it up. Using Moore's law, for the miniaturization and speed-up of computer components, they were forecasting brain equivalents of singularity and hence consciousness in a few decades. So they're saying, based on this equation, I'll let that go, I'll let that go. Based on this equation, what they're saying is, at a certain amount of time, the brain and the computers are going to kind of like cross over one another and hit a point of singularity where the computer is going to be like a brain. But this is what they did not know. Okay, now. We just talked about you, that today. You talked about that today? Just had a just had a build about that today. I swear. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some information right now, which is gonna be able to kick that information in the mouth where there's no such thing. Let me let me break this down to you right now. Both views consider the brain as computer, right? With neuronal yep. firings acting as bits, like bits in a computer. So the neuron, every time they fire, that's like a bit in the computer, they say, right? Neurons are seen as simple fundamental components of brain information processing, able to perform simple logic. Okay, a paramecium is one cell and therefore has no neurons or synapses, but it swims around, it finds food, it avoids obstacles, predators, finds a mate, has sex, and can learn. It seems to have some intelligence, not necessarily consciousness, but the single cell creature definitely has cognitive function. Cognition means sensory processing control of behavior, and so forth. It has intelligence and yet no neurons or synapses. It does, however, have microtubules, 
and organelles called cilia composed of microtubules, which act as both sensors and motors. This suggested that a paramecium might use its microtubules to process information, organize its behavior, and if a paramecia can do it, why the hell I can't do it? Now, now, like I said, the microtubules in your brain, think of them as fibers. Think of them as half the size of your hair, okay, just a fiber, a little fiber. And if you were to put it under a microscope and blow it up, it's hollow. It looks like a straw, okay? It looks like a straw. And the straw is made up of these little peanut-shaped proteins called tubulin. When they come together, they create this, this hollow cylindrical structure. Each one of these uh-huh. tubulins, huh? No, I'm listening Okay, each tubulin could be in two alternative states correlating with this dipole, meaning when you're dealing with quantum mechanics, there's something called superposition. And what that means is particles and waves can occupy more than one spot at one time. Where we in, uh, in our dimension and we deal with regular mechanics, you know, if there's something, if there's a cup of water, you know, sitting on the table, that's where it's at. It's on the table. But in quantum mechanics, it's sitting in two, three, four, five, six different spaces. Because these, these tubulins, are, we're talking on a nanoscale, is getting into the quantum area, what that means is that they could be superpositioned, meaning if it's in one area, it could be in multiple areas at the same time, all right? Now, dipole, dipole just means polarity. It means like a magnet. A dipole means it has a north and a south to it, okay? So you think of these as little, tiny little magnets that have a north and a south pole, but they're dealing with quantum mechanics so they could be superpositioned, meaning they could be in one place, more than one place at one time, okay? Okay, so each tubulin could be in two alternative states correlating with this dipole, and that neighboring dipoles interacted or computed according to rules set by the microtubule geometry, very much like cellular automata, self-organizing computers. We also assume the computational interactions were synchronized by coherent excitations on a scale of nanoseconds. Based on about 10 million tubulins per neuron and nanosecond range, computations microtubules within each neuron in the brain could perform roughly 1,016 operations per second. Okay, so what is that? So they, what, 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 what they said earlier, like what y'all were dropping earlier amongst each other, based upon what these, these, these suits are saying, they're saying because they're, they're using each neuron as a bit of information, they're saying the whole brain is responsible for, for 1,016 bits per second. But because your neurons are made up of all these microtubules and all these microtubules are make up of tubulin and each tubulin is a bit, what they're saying is each neuron is worth 1,016 bits per second. You see what I'm saying? So what they come to the conclusion of with the singularity with the brain, no, that's one neuron what they came up with. They came up with the equation of just one neuron, not your whole brain. Your brain is that to the utmost power, right? Yeah, yeah, extremist, baby, extremist. All right. So extremist has been referred to as a virus constantly since the story, the verbatim description offered by us in Zenimaya Hansen goes. Extremist is a super soldier solution. It's a bioelectronics package fitted into a few billion graphite nanotubes with graphite and suspended in a carrier fluid, so it's by way of melanin. A magic bullet like the original super soldier serum, 
all fitted into a single injection of active bodies repair center, the part of the brain that keeps the complete blueprint of the human body. Yes, it's super soldier serum. That's why they got the black man in the you know, in, in the Captain America suit. All right, this go around, which we'll get into later. All right, now this mark is Mark 42. Okay, Mark 42 is the autonomic prehensile propulsion armor. Okay. You know what autonomic means, you know what propulsion means, you know what armor means, but prehensile means to grasp, okay, like a monkey with its tail, you know what I mean, or an elephant with its trunk. Um, it, rep- it represents an extra extremity, okay? So prehensile means to grasp as you would with your extremities. And extremist means the same thing. So once again, you got the twin energies. You got the, the, the Mark 42 suit, which he's been working on this whole time, right? which is the prehensile unit, and then you got the extremist virus. One is external, one is internal. But one, one battle that, the battle that they're having with, with, with the Aldridge and them, their battle is an external battle while Tony is going through an internal battle. So you got these things like infinitely entwined. All right, there mm-hmm. is Tony, as he stated, the pepper or precepts for my eye also have 42. So all these suits he's making are different precepts, the different commandments that he's coming up with because after he went through the wormhole and found out he's not the biggest man on earth, it was just, you know, him being Ogun, that's just the entryway into the, the, the initiation. Now he realizes there's gods and there's aliens and there's all this stuff, so now he's creating all these commandments to live by, which are all these suits. That's why he has 42 in number, just like my aunt. All right? Let's not forget that the file for the Tesseract in the Avengers movie was file number 42. Okay, the negative zone in Marvel Comics is 42. All right, the Jackie, the Jackie Robinson movie that just got dropped with dealt with integration of this sport. Okay, name of that movie, 42. Right, okay. 42 or two fours. You That's got. right, 44. And then you get exactly two fours. And then Jackie Robinson, I mean, and then they also have movie 43 come out. So if you got 42 and movie 43, what's next? Okay, and, and I didn't say it oh, earlody because I've said it so many times, but everybody knows. Child of 44, the movie is in production right now coming out. That's oh, right, that's right. Out, right. But I told you, the uh, best actor in the world who should receive a standing ovation every time you see him, Barack Obama, the 44th president. 44th president. White House down, yeah. yeah. White House down and Olympus has fallen. Yeah, his movie's uh, been in theaters for eight years, so, you know. And he got uh, the twin movies. Uh, uh, he got the twin movies in the theater this year, and then the twin movies was in the theater last year with Snow White. You had the two Snow Whites, and now you got the two White House Downs. You see what I'm saying? But um, Tony Stark is also the 44 because he's April 4th, as we all know. Now, all right. Also, this is the this is the most powerful uh, component of 42. Okay, the po- the polarization of the rainbow is caused by the internal reflection into the water particles. The first refraction separates the sunlight into its component colors, the spectrum. The reflection from the inner surface polarizes the light, and the second refraction increases the separation. The rays strike the back surface of the raindrop close to the Brewster's angle, so almost all the light reflected is polarized. The drops of water refract and reflect the rays from the sun backwards at 42 degrees to the incoming rays. Thus, the rainbow is seen in a direction opposite to the sun. Okay, so what is rainbow? I brought this up in the Avengers because they was, you know, searching for iridium and, you know, um, 
Iris was a um, was a was a, a deity, but it's it, it proves very very strong in this movie, and I'll tell you why. The optical and electron microscopic investigation of two male butterflies, blue, okay, blue butterflies. We're talking about um, the morpho butterfly, okay, metamorphosis. They call morpho, right? Revealed that the blue color can be attributed um, unambiguously to the fine sponge-like medium called, y'all ready for the name of this sponge-like medium that causes the blue iridescent illusion of rainbows inside the butterfly of transformation? Do you want to know what this medium is called? It is called the pepper pot structure. Now, I'm going to ask for a bomb for that one. Come on, man. Give me one for that one, please. I'm going to take this one. So, yeah, pepper pot structures, baby. When you deal with iridescent um, colors in these animals with these, these, these feathers and things like that, most importantly, the butterfly, the most known butterfly is the giant morpho uh, didius butterfly. You can look it up the structures that create the iridescence or the blue illusion, the rainbow color of this, re- this butterfly is done so by the pepper pot structures. And obviously that's the female uh, influence in this movie, uh, uh, Pepper Potts, and she obviously creates transformation for Tony. When, when it was at the end of the movie, he was talking about his suits. He was like, the suits are an extension of me. They're not the end of me. They were kind of like a cocoon, a cocoon. He said that. You know, there was many references to butterflies in this movie, all right? Okay, uh, Tony states the suits were a cocoon, and he has morphed as the morphodidious butterfly. When he landed in Tennessee, okay, it was a time to transform as it was in Django in the mountain, okay? The white cloth was everywhere. He landed in the snow, the white cloth of Obatala. It was called Rose Hill, Tennessee. Okay, what is Rose Hill? A mound is a hill that has risen from the earth. Rose Hill, Tennessee. Okay, his spirit had to do work, and his suit lugged behind. He had to pull his spirit. He arrived first at what? At the Masonic Square symbol of Texaco Gas Station. This Texaco Gas Station was a little different because the star was green and it had a red background, so the Texaco Gas Station was the Moorish flag. And then he walked up to an indigenous uh, uh, Moor chief, and he removed his poncho and put it on and took the axe. You know what I mean? That was a whole ritualistic process that went down at that gas station. He was fueling back up. You know, he, he went back to what is what really matters. When you get rid of that superficiality, when you get that suit up off you, who are you? You are part of the land. You're indigenous, all right? Now, um, of course, this whole movie is stem cell versus nanotechnology. You know, as I stated earlier, he runs into a young a young kid. His name is Harley. Harley Harley means hare's meadow, okay, or a long field. What is a hare? Hare's a rabbit. A hare's a bunny. Wasn't there a giant ten foot bunny standing um, in front of um, in, inside of the, the thing that I mentioned before with the breasts on it, dealing with nur- the nurturing and the rabbit hole that he gave the pepper pots? transformation, butterfly, and now he's dealing with a guy and Harley, which his name means the meadow that's filled with hares, filled with rabbits, filled with bunnies, okay? The kid has no father, and his mom is gone all the time, so he's lacking the nurturing element, so they have to nurture one another. He's manning him up, and then Harley's manning Tony Stark up, okay? Tony keeps having these anxiety attacks. Anxiety attacks come from internalizing too much and not growing, not, not getting rid of all your demons, letting things go, you know, as they build up inside of you, 
you start to break down. Your system starts to collapse because the the, the biophotonic emissions are not coherent anymore. They're not laser-like. They're becoming uh, fractured and, and fractalated like um like a um um what do they call it a free radical you know what I'm saying so um Aldridge Killian Aldridge his name means old or wise ruler okay or Church of John John is James brother okay remember I said Saint John is the the same name for Ogun so that's why they were connected in the movie The Battle him and Harley were connected they say it they said it themselves when he was pulling off in the car and Harley was like I'm cold. And he was like, um, I know, he was like, because we're connected. He mentioned that. Um, his name, Killian, okay, this was real powerful, okay. Um, Killian is actually a saint um, out there in Germany, for one. Um, but more, more importantly, the Killian documents controversy is referring to allegedly forged documents that were publicized during the 2004 U.S. presidential campaign reopening George W. Bush military service controversy and raising charges of political bias or poor oversight at CBS News. The name of that whole uh, scandal was called the Killian Documents, all right? Now, the blue sun, can you regulate? Remember they kept saying that to all the people that was blowing up. Why were they blowing up? Because they were lacking the transducer, which was the melanin. They did not have the melanin. They could not regulate. That's why they kept blowing up. And when they blew up, the only thing that was left was what? Straight graphite up on the wall, all right? Um, who was the true blue son in the movie? It was James Rhodes. It was your boy Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle was born November 29th, 1964, 11, 11, 11, all the way across the board. He's a super gateway. He's the uh, Sagittarius, you know what I'm saying? Um, in every scene you saw him, except for one, he had green on, but pretty much every scene he was wearing the color blue. He kept the blue on. Um, he was the original Captain America. If you read the Marvel comics, you find out Captain America owes everything to a black man who, who went through the super soldier serum first, okay? America uses our straw man to substantiate everything here. They use our name as, as a corporate entity. We've talked about this so many times on this show. That's why his suit was getting thrown around all over the place. People were using his suit. The president was using his suit. He was suspended over the Christmas tree, over that, that star of Sirius, getting ritualized. And after he got him, what did he say? He was like, you look good, President, but I need my suit back. Give me back my suit, all right? His armor had 44 on it. He had 44 on the armor, you know what I'm saying? He had 44 on his armor. When you looked at the War Machine armor, it was on his left arm. It said 44 on there. Why they put it there, I don't know. And it also said FF, which could be 66, but it's also the abbreviation for the Fula language, which is the language that we spoke in the Congo. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ancient African tongue as well. Um, now, he played James Rhodes, okay? James Rhodes is a very powerful uh Name because James Rhodes was the 44th mayor of Columbus, Ohio, okay? Um, <laughs> what's in Ohio? None other than the Serpent Mound, right? We're talking about mounds again, right? So we got the 44th sure. mayor of Columbus, huh? Yes, sir. And that was okay, the crown we got of the five civilized nations. Five civilized nations. That's that pentagram once again, okay? All four elements, including spirit. Now, we got the 44th mayor of Columbus in office. When was he in office? From 1944 to 1952. He was born September 13th, 
1909. He died March 4th, 2001. So he was born on the 4th and he died on the 4th. He was elected in 1944, okay, and he was the 44th mayor of Columbus. I'm just saying, why would they take that name and use that as as his particular character? All right, now I know we got some more people that's going to come on, so I'm going to, like I say, every time when I do it, code it. I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna get ready to close. Huh? Say what? Say what? I don't know if Blue says something. Oh, okay. But um, for the for uh, the additional callers, if you are in the call queue, okay. I see AA's hand going up. Cool, Cosmo. Cool, cool. I'm about to, I'm about to close it right now. I'm doing my closing thoughts okay. now, so we could go ahead and bring and bring him bring him on in. Now, no with any like any other movie, I'm not gonna catch everything. I mean, I might catch everything, but I'm I'm definitely not gonna say everything on the show. So I know that was more than enough for y'all to go over over and over again and go back and watch the movie and be like, damn, you know what I'm saying? There's so much I didn't I didn't say, but I'm gonna close with this. The Mandarin. Mandarin, China, got the largest population in, in, in a country right now, right? Mandarin is supposed to be the most spoken language, all right? So it deals with communication, once again. Fear uh, was an illusion. The Wizard of Act, you're going to see a lot uh, of connections to the Oz, the great and powerful, in this movie, um, and with it being the wizard, because that's all the Mandarin was. He was a fluke, Okay. Um, when he when he got out the car, they said the master is traveling. Like it was straight Masonic, but it was like straight smoke and mirrors. Okay, he would he 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 made this this real funny analogy between um, the de facto government and fortune cookies. He said they hollow, full of lies, and leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Okay. The funny thing about him, though, is he was telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? He told the truth and broke mad science down, but then they assassinated his character and had and, and made us laugh at him because he told us the indigenous people were straight mutilated and assimilated into this garbage structure in exchange for all the land. All this land belonged to us, but they straight went through here in the same way that they talk about Hitler and they talk about all these other people that, that are on this demonic tip and they just straight committing genocide. They did it here first, and they're still doing it to this day. So he brought that back up, you know what I'm saying? He brought up the fact of the oil conglomerates and the bankers being the ones that are making off like fat rats by way of this de facto government, you know what I'm saying? And... um and um, he was on drugs, he was dope, and he had a British accent. So it was letting you know what the origins, the government's greatest fear is the exposure of all their bullshit and their scary, fraudulent British origins. So, like I said, that's just my little, uh, little, little, little small synopsis on Iron Man 3. Like I said, there's so much more. We're going to go ahead and bring in AA, and we're going to bring in Cosmophysics. I, you know, prepared the mind so we could take it now to another plateau because I know that's what the Scorps do. Oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, by the way, my, my closing, this is my closing line, my closing line, my closing line. The one statement that kept, kept being professed in the movie that was synonymous with I am Iron Man was him saying I am a mechanic. He kept saying he was a mechanic. Why did he keep saying he's a mechanic? Because he's the tinkerer. Just like in The Wizard of Oz, the tinkerer was responsible for everything flowing. 
You know what I'm saying? But more importantly, the reason why he kept saying is I'm a mechanic is because he went from that artificial heart, you know what I'm saying, where he fixed the formula, he ended up getting the shards out, now he got the extremists and everything is all good, everything is internalized, he's able to do it himself. So he went from a mechanic to a quantum mechanic. So that's what this movie was all about, going from the mechanic to the quantum mechanic. And with that, I say, I say. Indeed, 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 brother. All right, so we're going to go ahead and do this. We're going to let the family, we're going to let this thing right here download into into the family's uh, hard drive and ting and ting. We're going to put a little bit of music, a little bit of warm-up, family. This is your Moringa break, okay? <laughs> this, is your, <laughs> this is your instant break, you know, this is, uh, you know, if you got something that can make you fly like Iron Man, this, this is your break. All right, we'll be right back. Lighthouse. I be summer slickin', heavy dickin', pretty women, wrinkled linen, drinkin' champagne, Corbell sippin', we stay afoot, caught you slippin', caught your women, they gon' fall through, hit my phone up, they don't call you, you's a weirdo, we be poppin', you got one bitch, we got options, take them shopping. Christian loopies, filmin' movies, iPhone cameras, we got hammers, toolies on on deck, we be on set, herbal Pyrex, cooking teas up, clients meet us, exchange current, words be slurring, vision blurry, faster money, comes in a hurry, don't you worry, we the masters, built this whole shit, architected, talking reckless, on the record, for the record, records reflected, we well respected, Gnostic stories, guts and glory, popping hammers, more 40s, please excuse the Jewish Uzi, Munich niggas, Mossad movies. Oh, by scoop me, you can't fool me, you fugazi, like your Gucci, ritualistic, Moorish mystics, move like Sufis, holding biscuits, toting toolies, so explicit, but clean ass whistles, don't get it twisted, the perfect mixture, the perfect picture, immortalized portraits, and perfect niggas, with so much vigor, and fortified efforts, to be them victors when they roll them credits, to end this movie, Gnostic stories, Guts and glories, Mozart moolies, Sosa scoop me, you can't fool me, too much jewelry, emeralds, rubies, lap lazuli, like that ooey, pass that doobie, you should do you, cause you can't do me, don't count my luchi, please excuse me, I got this shorty, Gnostic stories, guts and glories, poppin' hammers, Moorish forties, please excuse the Jewish Uzi, Munich nigga, Mozart moolies. Decode hip-hop, student of a black dot, Jews on Marcy, Friday to Sunday, nigga get arrested, pigs in a hallway, hood in a frenzy, electronic cold, Z's with the breezy, finishing the game, three-point J's, trying to debate me, first 48 me, point you out in pictures, now you in the papers, judges are racist, quoting all these cases, primas in the faces, I've been trying to tell you, been trying to lace ya, Michael to the Jackson, human to the nature, why, why, do you rap that way, clap that way, 
talk that way DMC, nigga, walk this way Run to the drama, K to the slay Pin to the grams, L's to the bays Mary Jane girls, hologram Rick James She said, I swim good in the ocean And that you eat French with emotion Guard up pollution, hate my solution Blind as a bat, can't see a nigga's movement What I'm in tune with, all you got is rumors I like to use them, all of y'all is pussy Dick your solution Black Illuminati, I'ma catch a body Biggie right beside me, Chris is up in heaven Gemini, Scorpio, 9-11 Build me a tower, all cause of sour Minus the flower, Tony Montana had the guards making powder Box up, rocked up, locking out for showers Machiavelli powers, made him into haters Legends in the greatest, regrets with the gators A little bit of Gotti, goddess with a shoddy Guinness in the 40, guts in the glory Poppin' hammers, Morris 40 Bleed excuse the Jewish Uzi Munich niggas, most I'm moving I see niggas when the Paltro This that life that you ain't bout ho New York boosters, Cali shooters This the age of Cali Yuga Freddy Krueger's dreams and nightmares Pop some mushrooms, travel like years Thought I told ya, Moorish nobles Brooklyn's finest, Turkish pirates Thank you for that, working Pyrex We have spooks who work at night next We spin scriptures, trist magisters, twisted sisters All right, family, without any further ado, call us from the 310-689. Finish the outro. I see niggas with a outro. Just that like that. You ain't down, ho. Peace, peace. Crazy. Peace, peace. What up, Lord? Yes, sir. That's what's up, boy. What's 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 that? The Scorps? Is that the Scorps joint? Oh no, that's a that's a classic. Just to get you know, that's that's ancient. We did that last year. Oh okay. Yeah. See see how I be in the loop though. That's that's what it be though. That's what happens when you be in the lab all the time. But that okay. is a Scorps joint though. That's all Scorps on it. That's our intro. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Everybody in there is born under that uh, celestial assignment with a preoccupation. Where uh, death is sex and everything in the between, but um, shout out to Mars, shout out to Pluto, holla, holla, <laughs> holla, uh, holla. Or Saturn's in the AA? Yo, listen, listen. I was listening to you, um, to the to the uh, to the end part of what you was going in on. As usual, you a legend, but I'm gonna just tell you this, brother. I have been, um, all of this stuff has been coming on the cusp of me making some, um, you know, physical transitions in, in regards to putting, you know, my, my, my grounding myself, you know what I'm saying, as far as uh, living quarters and whatnot. So I haven't had an opportunity or the uh, the luxury to actually have seen the films. What I, okay. can, um, what I can offer is just merely my opinion on maybe some motifs that you might have worked out but I did read the plot for Oblivion, which was very interesting and enlightening, and I'm sure it's a very good film with me uh, checking in with Blue. Blue was very enlightened, 
and I'm sure he has a great deal to share as far as oblivion is concerned. But from what I read, and not to discount the film or any type of film offering, but the uh, reading is, that, you know, the proverbial saying that the book is always better than the film uh, rings true even when you're just reading a plot se- sequence. So from the, what I read in the plot, it's, a, you know, a, a, a futuristic dystopian, you know, a, a space travel, you know, where, you know, guy comes back to Earth and Earth has gone through some significant changes. But one thing I found uh, very interesting is that Earth had lost all of its emotional capacity because it had an experience with the uh, the moon. The moon was right. destroyed on it. So it uh, it made the planet a particular way because it was a moonless planet. So I remember from years ago watching science fiction, film, and on television and film, but on Star Trek, that was one of the things that Miss Ahura, uh, 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 Captain Ahura, the sister who played on there, the beautiful sister, too. No, oh, yeah. She, 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 she didn't. She loved Spock because to her, Spock was like a real dude. You know, plus he's like the closest to anybody with a lot of melanin on the ship anyway. So she was like, yeah, she was feeling Spock, whatever. But Spock never had emotions for her because Spock came from a planet that had no moon. So it's just very interesting how the common sense factor, once you come in contact with some celestial motifs and the archetypes associated with it, where you can find these uh, these little tidbits inside of science fiction, which gives you an indication that the writer is also a reader. And they also read outside of their comfort zone or the zone that they don't read magazines and newspapers and uh, blogs. These people tend to tap into uh, corpuses of writing. So whenever, whenever I see like uh, sequences in modern film where there is a predominant uh, story about one of the protagonists having a dream, and, and a woman is associated with the dream sequence, we know that's a very old motif when uh, women, in particular, this is not just from, uh, and it's interesting that in 1977. Philip K. Dick spoke about his uh, interfacing with a what he would call an alternate now. It was a reality that was in the distant future, but it was a simultaneous future that existed in the now. And he said that one of the things that was the indicator was that a dark-haired girl would come to his door and tell him that his world is delusional. So... He said it finally actually happened to him, and he inserted all of these concepts inside of his books. But he was very high. He was high. He was uh, diagnosed being a, uh, uh, what is that, paranoid, uh, perhaps schizophrenic. That's probably, probably why he was de- uh, departmental in his psychology. He can create elaborate stories where there were futures, past, and now all within the simultaneous moment that the reader is reading the book. But the reason why he had such an affinity with the dream world is because he was an actual twin. His daughter, excuse me, his his uh, sister, who he was in the womb with, died about 48 days in their uh, inception, you know, uh, upon being, you know, received. So a lot of his themes speak about, in particular in his book, Ubik, it speaks about a uh, a product that, is ubiquitous in the past, present, and future. Every time the uh, the protagonist 
is shifting through all of these dimensions, there's a product in all of them that's called Ubik. And this is like one of the concepts that Kubrick also explored and um in two thousand in the two thousand Odyssey, two thousand ten Odyssey. And he did right. that in the fifties, you know, where he was showing a um like a oblong like like cube, but it was like monolith, black, black monolith. Yeah, the monolith and how it existed in the past, the present and the future and was actually like the motivating factor for the human reality at that point. So when I'm reading right. this this, uh, the plot. I, I just noticed this, you know, story narratives that are all uh, none are unique. They all are used to get a particular point across. But then there's also another underlying narrative where there's also political concepts intertwined. So on one level, one level they put the uh, the dark haired girl, and I saw from the images associated with the film that. Tom Cruise, there was an uh, uh, Asian woman associated with the uh, his dream sequences in the very beginning of the film. So the political motif is the Asian race, the use of Asians more so in the in the films uh, now are getting what I believe, this is my personal sentiment, just getting people more inclined to be able to accept a Asian rulership. Because if they um, if they ever just come totally clean and just hand over the money and give it back to whoever they owe, it's going to be the Asians. So all the way from inception all the way up to now, all of these films have Asian motifs. I mean, even Ocean's Eleven, they couldn't do none of this stuff without the Asian brother who was the, the acrobat. And Batman had to go get the Asian who had the numbers and all in his head. In Inception, it was the Asian investor. In this film, if it, if it is true and truly, in fact, I haven't seen the film, just images associated with it. If it's an Asian woman associated with it, it's the political narrative. So this is talking about who America owes and who, especially in light of the fact that um, if you look at, 98 to maybe 100% of the products inside of your household right now, they're all manufactured in China. You know what I mean? In China. And and they had it subliminal, but did you get to see uh, Oz the Great and Powerful? Um, No, no, I didn't. I didn't. They they were so slick in that movie. Guess how they put put China in that movie? How? They put China as a little girl that was from a town that was made out of China. Wow. Like porcelain, yeah. So the whole town yeah. was made out of China. She was the only survivor. And you know how the wizard gives out all the gifts at the end and shit, like in the, in, in the, in the regular Wizard of Oz? Yeah. She got a family. So she became part of the family. You see what I'm right. saying? She got a family. She became equal and became part of everybody else, like uh, unassuming, like you, you're part of us now. But she was China. That's who she stood for. Well, you know, I always thought that it was by by design that out of nowhere. I never remembered um, Chinese food restaurants in abundance in the neighborhood and uh, before, like, crack era, 82, 81. But then it just became a normalcy. It's like right next to the church, liquor store. And everything else is the Chinese food restaurant. They almost indispensable. They almost act as like a ghetto amenity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even white folks that move into the hood be like, 
At least we got Chinese food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On every corner. You know, yeah, like especially people from out of town. People from out of town don't understand why I will not eat Chinese food nowhere. It's because I'm Chinese food out. You know, I can't I do it. You. you know what I'm saying? I can't do it. So um, they have already genetically hardwired people to accept uh, rulership from the from the very fact that they, we've been fed. Our generation has been fed outside of our homes um, to accept. You know, I mean, look, Stephon Marbury is over there in China, and they made a statue of him. He's like a god over there. You know what I'm saying? So so many sociological, and when you're dealing in the business of controlling people, and in this instance, billions of people, we have to actually transcend the the apparatus of what we call the consciousness movement that focuses on what we call power and transform it in our conversations as hatred or work of the devil. The stuff that they're doing is the stuff that they have to do, you heard? So if we choose the term to call ourselves the more enlightened, this upgrades our consciousness and gives us the opportunity to understand why they might deserve this station to be the uh, financial officers of this uh, fiction. And when you look at their historical narratives, they have used their spiritual system and the fact that they have been recording history for about 10,000 years, like straight, like no interruptions, you know what I'm saying, 10,000 years of them just dealing with a a uh, a lifestyle that does not uh, harp on material things and making this account for things, accounting, like knowing the balance of the universe is being accountable for all parts of it. And I think that's, that's something that, that is missing from the African-American's perception and his consciousness, not the rest of the world. The rest of the world knows that there's nothing in the universe that's not that's unaccounted for. You know what I'm saying? And the, the moral depravity that people always complain about comes as a result of a group consciousness that has no psychology to allocate um, senseless force or, or useless energy. Uh, I heard you use the word shards. When you were speaking about um, Iron Man being able to die because there's some shards of iron or something in his yeah, chest, yeah, yeah, explosion. Yeah. So sh- shards, when you speak from a spiritual perspective, and you say that perfection would be like one great crystal that was shaped by the hands of God, but what if that crystal collides in a chaotic event? And all of its bits and its pieces become shards or broken glasses. The beauty of what God intended is still inside of those shards of glass. And it's right. the light within it. You know what I'm saying? So we have to look at the world in a narrative that you can see in the film. If you look at the world in the same uh, um, uh, unfolding narrative of a story, and you look at the world in the same manner, you'll be able to understand your role in it, you know. You can actually tap into the energy that conspires to help you where the Messiah lies, and that's in the center of all truths, as confidence. You know what I'm saying? Focusing on uh, one of the other shows, Brother Rob, who was speaking about the sun and how the sun is the intermediary conduit that brings the celestial imperatives to the physical world that we act out as destiny. 
So all of our ancient narratives always speak of the glory, the rising setting of the sun, and it houses these stories within the unfoldment of these films. So you always find the sun being challenged. You know, it's being challenged, but it overcomes, it surmounts the challenge, and it it, it has an issue with um with the with the, with, with females, and then it rises and becomes a uh, recipient of female wisdom, and then the female raises him and gives him confidence, and then he wins at the end of the movie. You know what I'm saying? And this is the Bible, this is the Quran, this is Hollywood, this is um any new book you think you're gonna make up tomorrow, tomorrow, today. You will not you will not make up anything new. You will only you will only use the ancient ancestors' memories to reformat your own reality. That's it. <laughs> they they, they took it to a higher level in this go round because Homegirl actually got some power this this time. It wasn't even a matter of just her um, inspiring him. She ended up powering up. I'm not going to give it away, but I, I, you know I, I can't wait for you to see it to see how they, they did this different. That's why I'm letting people know this this was a this was a powerful take on a on a superhero film, even though it's is regurgitated over and over again, it's it still yeah. was done in a new light, you know, it was refreshing because it's it's not easy to follow the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? A year later and, and they did it. But let me tell you something. From the, I know you grew up on comic books, but in the last time we had like a a, a a nerd moment. You showed me some comic books, and I was like, "Yo, yeah, oh shit!" But I'm gonna tell you something about the comics. That this is when I stopped because we're speaking about a Marvel film. I stopped personally, and this is a tidbit for you know brothers who might be in the arts who want to be comic book artists or are in the comic book industry. Whatever, you never know who listens to these shows. People in film art entertainment. I stopped looking at comic books after I was psychologically initiated and walked through the Dark Phoenix saga. After they after they had culminated the whole story of Miss um, Marvel turning into the Dark Phoenix and getting at all the X-Men and then all of them having to unify to, to, um, to get her back on keel, after that, they outwrote themselves. They couldn't write nothing beyond yeah, that. They couldn't go no higher. And I, I stopped fucking with comic books after that. You heard? And then, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I still got I got comic books from the 1960s. See, I got the the the, the Nick Fury when Nick Fury lost his eyes because the Nazis took his eye out. And this is the Nick Fury oh, that was white. This yeah, the white Clooney, right? They made them black on cartoons later on because they were trying to tap into a different demographic. You know what I mean? Marvel was being, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, you know, going in. But you know, to, to just to wrap up what I'm saying, the the, the Oblivion, I have to see it because I like oh, yeah. I love the I love the reoccurring. Um, uh, the ship, like I told you, the, the ship teacher. is called the Pet, brother. You gotta see that movie. Yeah. Now I see why you was asking me about the tech. Yeah. Yeah, man. You'll see. You'll see once they break the tech down in that film. It's just it's it's the straight. The whole movie is that letter. But let me tell you something. It's the tech. Is the tech the um? It it exists off the planet. It's off world. Yeah. So that's the same thing. Is um, and it's the same thing as the Death Star. 
That's exactly how they made it look. Yeah, because T, T and D is synonymous in language. And right. and, and Star Wars, see, just to think, Lucas got a, a run and a step on everybody in film changed, especially science fiction, changed after Star Wars because he beat everybody to the punch and went to the expert at the time, the uh, late Joseph Campbell, to get the unfolding narrative, the wheel of the myth of how it's supposed to go down. He got it in full, encapsulated in the the uh, Star Wars, you know, um, the, the series of Star Wars films. You know what I'm saying? Right. In uh, all of them, he captured every aspect that the enemy was the father, that the father um, was mutilated, and then also the son was mutilated. As well. Luke lost his hand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, one of one um, hand solo got carbonated. You remember that? They turned yeah. into carbon. carbonite, straight up carbonite. And the person who had to, um, who had the liaison, the whole thing, and they did it on the Moorish. Um, uh, jurisdiction because uh, the more in the film, and let me tell you something, Lando Calrissian really comes from a black Star Wars film that never came out. You heard? Mm-hmm. Put, yeah, saw that clip. That was powerful. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about that, and that was some heavy shit. And I was like, wow, Lando lived above the planet, and he lived in the yeah. cloud. He was on the different. He was like, he was like, what's the name? Like Oblivion. Like how they yeah. got in oblivion in the troposphere. Yeah, yeah. So he was a little, yeah. he was a little bit higher. <laughs> he was a little bit higher though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, those cold blooded man. But the tet, the tet is a real powerful symbol in the um, and and I was supposed to get back at you. I told you when I got back to. I know, hey, I know what, how it goes, brother. Hold on. Hey, hey, what's the name of that um the black version of Star Wars? It was called the um. So I think it was simple, like the Black Star Wars or something like that. It's just, uh, somebody does a little diligence in the Google and puts Black Star Wars a bunch of um concurrent. I'm gonna drop it. Yeah, I'm gonna drop it in the chat. But I think I I put it inside a old YouTube timeline. I mean, not YouTube. Uh, Facebook timeline, so it might be in my joint. I had put it up a few weeks ago. Yeah, I watched, I saw the clip, and that was deep. They had an original Black Star Wars that they jacked. Yeah, I got it. It's called Black Star Warrior. Yeah, Black Star Warrior. And that's that's what the chain, and then all of a sudden, homie got a... um, a black character in the film played by Billy D. Williams. That was ill. Because Billy D. really wasn't doing shit. He was doing that, uh, that let me see the blues around that time. Mahogany and all that. Yeah. That way he was on. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So yeah, that, that oblivion was deep, man. I was telling, um, I was telling Blue how, how synonymous it was with the Super Bowl because it just had, it had all these Super Bowl links, you know what I'm saying? Um, the, one oh, wow. of the main scenes he had was sitting in a, uh, where the last Super Bowl game had went down. And the funny thing is, you know, he was Tech 49, which is the 49ers, and the people that were searching him out were the scavs, were um, these cats that were dressed up like black birds. They were straight ravens. 
Let me ask you this. Grant, everything you're saying is powerful. I want you to also speak to the audience or to the people who might just be new to our dialogue because a lot of people sometimes still don't understand why we decode films. You know what I'm saying? So um, just just segue for me. For my, for my, for my, so I know that we're on the same page with the, with the listeners. That why would they use? Because some people might be saying, "Nigga, they just used the number forty nine. Oh, my man, they just did that because do that, and and they're not taking in consideration that their the mechanics of their mind hasn't been built for them to make the connections. So, right. what is it that that that? Uh, if there is a power to be that stands to gain from putting symbols into film, what is the actual mechanics of how it goes down? Well, it's it's communication. It's it's a message. It's the it's the same thing that goes in your body. It's not like you have a bar inside of your brain and two cats come in there and they just shoot the shit and say things real simple and plain and then you move on. It's like things are conveyed in in your mind through symbols in order for you to even understand. We understand through symbols. We understand through pictures. Pictures is what assists in your memory, smells assists in your memory, things of that nature. So when people are conveying messages to one another and messages, messages, commerce, commerce is one of the hugest communication devices on this planet. When you deal with movies that generate $200 million in one weekend, you're dealing with a lot of communication. So is it just about somebody just trying to pocket $200 million, or is there more things going on um, that meets the eye in an instance like that? Anytime you walk in any establishment, if you walk in a a bar when there's people looking at a fight or watching a football game, and you see a large exchange of money, you know that there's a lot more going on than just that dollar amount. You know what I mean? And when you get in the 200, 500, and the billion dollar range, there's definitely more going on than just a movie. And that's just common sense. Now, when you end up taking people called stars, you end up taking individuals and you take the same story which you spoke about before, the archetype of the hero, and it keeps getting regurgitated. Every single film is the same film but it's done with different symbols and different ways to convey different messages at different times. It's all for a reason. You know what I mean? If if you want to, people want to call it coincidence. I mean, everybody had, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion to, to insist on it. But I know there's a, there's a great number of people who are listening that have, uh, have a, a foundation somewhat, may, maybe not even where I'm coming from, but just knowing that, you know, there really ain't no such thing as coincidences in that symbols is is the the um symbols are the the language of the mind is the language you know to convey the communication from uh from spirit to spirit and that's how they use it they use it through this this film and this movie you know you, you take a theater a theater is is a a macrocosm of your brain it's it's dark you know what i mean you got the celluloid you have the film the film is shaped just like your visual cortex you have a projector the same way that you as an individual are projected from a projector here in the reality that you're in you know your your physical construct is physical based upon the scale that you're at 
but if you were to zoom in on your skin, you'll find out that there's mad space, that 90% of your body ain't even there. You just straight vacuum. You like an empty closet. You nothing but doors and hangers and, and a couple shirts hanging up. That's all the fabric that makes up your body. Everything else is vacuum and space. So that lets you know that it's a hologram. It ain't nothing but some light and some sound that then came down to like a lower vibration, and that would make solidity, all right? So then when you go into a movie and you're able to see them place light and project it on a film on a screen, guess what? It's the same thing happening. You ended up, you're, you're being taken on this, this fantasmal world into, into fantasy. You're going into this fantasy realm. And who's to say that it's not so? You know, yeah, they wrote it. Yeah, there's a script. Yeah, there's an actor. There's makeup. You know what I'm saying? There's wardrobe. But during that two hours and 20 minutes, there's such a good job of execution that how do you know that that dimension is not sustained somewhere? And if it is somewhere, why are you at that time giving up time, which is non-refundable, it's really the only commerce that you can't get back, you invest in it in that moment? Why are you putting it in? Because there's a message that is being conveyed to you in your spirit. There's something for you to relate to, something for you to get out of it. And do these directors know when they make this movie? No, they don't know. Writers don't know. Illuminati don't know. None of these cats know it on that level. But because the the Hollywood, the Bollywood, the Nollywood are as powerful as they are in this day and time and the era that we live in, this is a means that the divine intelligence has in order to speak to people who are open and receptive to the information that can be conveyed on what's going on and how to prepare. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's that's right. That was excellently that was excellently uh, um expressed. Uh, I Tammy. Give me two minutes. Uh, we have uh other caller for the night that's on the line. Yeah. We'll warm it up with some K T real quick and we'll be right with the call.
fight, all right, all right, family. Please be on the lookout for that 4.4, that Scorps album, and that Guy Hop mixtape dropping on May 10th. All right, we finna heat the airways up this summer. The best of the Twin Pillars mixtape coming out as well. All right, so without any further ado, I want to open up caller from the 516-881. Peace. Peace, Lord. Cosmos. What's going on, There you go, there you go. A-A-A-K-T, peace, y'all. I'm, um... Peace, brother. I'm, you know, I got a whole nother perspective on this whole thing here, man. I'm, I look at the movie from the day that it is that it goes into production. There you go. You That's know, why you here, I Cosmo. Birthday, I give it the birthday. I give it the birthday that it was. You know, I look at that chart for when it started, and this day was when the Sun and Neptune were perfectly squared one another on um, May twenty third, two thousand and twelve, and they started filming in Wilmington, North Carolina. All right. Now there was a cluster in the in the sign of Taurus, a cluster of planets, which points to finance and profit margins and all of that. You understand what I'm saying? And 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 the uh the economy that is gonna generate. And it was so plotted out that let me just put it this way, you know, it, it went through a gestation period from uh May the twenty third, two thousand twelve to April the twenty fifth. 2013 on its international release, but to capitalize most on 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 the American people with this with this paradigm with this fantasy and this whole mythology behind Iron Man originated, right? They they do it when Pluto conjuncts the Mars degree of the actual project chart. You know, in other words, this project has Mars at 11 degrees. And all of the actors in the main roles all had planets at 11 degrees. They did not all have planets anywhere else. And Mars now, to be explained in this archetypical and alchemical uh, 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 symbolism, is, is initiation is the hero, Akuti, or the, the, the drive and the will. Same thing as Shango, as uh, the hero, because that's the word hero being in there. And when you when you look at that whole thing, that KT killed him. KT killed him with the cocoon shit, right? But that is Pluto, and Alpha is a resurrected one. It's the same thing as metamorphosis, a transformation and regeneration. That is the planet Pluto. You know, yeah, we talked good. about um, yeah, 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 yeah. He talked about Ogon. Which is a higher octave uh, 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 or a different aspect of Shango in archetypical or in symbolism, you know? When they talk That's about, right. um, he said, yeah, well, um, what really got me is in the beginning, I wanted to go into the, the three spheres of the Iron Fox, you know, and, you know, uh, uh, the unmanifested, undifferentiated matter, formless matter. And how from them three spheres at the top of the Kabbalistic tree cometh the rest, you know, uh, uh, the rest of the spheres and, and all the way down to Malkuth. So that was uh, 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 powerful to me, too, when I saw them throw them three spheres out there. I was like, look at that there, you know. And from that higher 
cometh the uh, projection of self onto this plane of events, which is also Pluto. So when we look at the the ex girlfriend thing, you know, starting off in the you know in the beginning of the movie and the the terrorist sneak attack coincide. I mean, people don't even see the connection between the stealth attack on his home, which is Neptune, you know, unseen, unknown, secret enemies, um, threats, terrorist uh, 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 states of mind and action, right? And then they came over the ocean, which is Neptune. And the woman who was a secret enemy, really, she was trying to wedge her way in there, you see? Right. And, uh, 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 the, the, the scientist, bro, Goes back to the archetype of Alfair and 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 Hutu Hero, You see, because it said that, that the original spouse of Alfair is Alfair, which is played by the Gwyneth Paltrow type, right? She actually is a Libra sun, and Venus is is that for her. Well, what even though uh, Downey is uh, an Aries, Downey's Aries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you look at his facial structure, this thing is a Scorpio rising. He got the split in his nose and in his chin. He played the wealthy plutocrat. You dig what I'm saying? He said I am the mechanic was a manifestation from the season in which it was even birthed in the first place. The very first Iron Man comic book came out in May of 1968. All of these actors are born within three years of that date, which by... A uh, 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 degree of progress is one degree per year. Right. He said, I am a mechanic. When we look in the sky right now, the planet that is the mechanic is the runners because it deals with mechanics, machines, technology, mechanisms, invention, science, electricity, technology, good, invention, all across the board, which is all that he is doing with, and with, the, with, 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 with the sun also in Aries. You know, uh, 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 it says, I am Iron Man. <laughs> you dig, and I am the mechanic. That's how they bring it to up to date, up to speed. And I wanted to go back, pardon me, too, because I, I ran off on a tangent, y'all. Pardon me, man. You know, when when I said I slept with uh, uh, I or Head Hero and gave birth to Anupa, which is Mercury, the information, this points to the esoteric. Uh, 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 astrological interpretation put forth by Betty in that book, Esoteric Describes, when she said that Mercury has exaltation in um, Aries. He did. The fact that um, this whole thing was communicated when the chart was first cast, when it was first released, pardon me, that's exactly when Mercury entered Aries. So the expression and the verbal proliferation and the marketing and the commerce to be generated from the advertisement, you know, all went through words, which is mercury. You see? I just can't stop finding um, these connections as, as out of this world. All right? But the, the love triangle of the ex-girlfriend with the project that she gave birth to with the antagonist, who, by the way, would be Soot or, or Saturn, right? This cat, his name is uh, Guy, I forget his last name. Now, Pierce. Man, Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, Guy, Guy, Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah, he was born October 5th, 1957, in opposition, Libra, in opposition to Tony Starks, the uh, right. um, the Aries. And that, yeah, that opposition there astrologically points to from the first house or first character to the seventh house of the antagonist, the open enemy, the contender. 
You see what I'm saying? Who brings the best out in him. You see, your enemy and your partner. So him and um, the broad piper, she was also a Libra. You see, now what's really deep is God pierced, got saddened, right, at eight degrees in Aries by birth. And and the broad brother Pelcho is a Libra rising. He grabbed it by her neck and he saw her turning be red in the face. You dig what I'm saying? This is uh, 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 goes to the A Saturn conjunct B Sun degree. You dig what I'm, or opposes B Sun degree? The energy exchange dynamic between people on a regular and everyday life. I'm saying when you when you when you compare two charts to two people, be they business um, partner or um, employee, be it your uh, cooperative venture, there's usually some degree of antagonism going on because by nature. Uh, Saturn opposes the sun by virtue of the fact that it's the ancient ruler of Aquarius. All right? And so that opposition right there is even played out on the screen because subliminally we go through the impulses that, that are a reaction to these planetary frequencies. So they, they use that in Hollywood to bring a whole cast together. Now, to, to support that idea, whether they use it consciously or unconsciously is not important. But the, I, I would argue that they use it consciously because it was released um, internationally on April 25, 2015, when the sun was one degree from Mars in Aries, which says, I am Iron Man. And the sun is exalted in Aries. And it is exalted in Aries of the sun of the heart. But hold on, then now now the sun was at twenty four degrees and and Mars was at twenty five degrees Aries, right? To just understand and Venus was at twenty nine degrees Aries. And it's very key to understand that Venus means uh um finances and it means profit, man. Money. Commerce. You see, on one end, you know, it's government on another, but you know, and art and creativity, which is Libra also, and craft, all right? And, and cooperative venture. But anyway, let me stay on the fact that Venus was at 29 degrees. When they released it in the United States, the Mars degree and the Sun degree were conjunct perfectly the Venus degree in the previous chart, which means that they're using the Sun and Mars to give life and energy and vitality and strength, which is the Sun, and initiation and spark to set fire to a thing, to, 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 to kick it into action, to activate and motivate it. Right, all at the Venus degree, which is the money degree, in in the chart of of um on um, the first release. Now, what's deep is in the natal chart of the movie itself. It has Mercury at the twenty eighth degree, very close to the twenty ninth degree in Taurus, which is the money degree and the commerce degree that we initially spoke on. You see, if you just rewind it, the download, you'll catch it. You pull it full circle. All right, but to 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 go back again, loop de loop. I want to go back to the 11th degree here because, you know, that was the eclipse degree back in the 27th, man. This is where Jupiter was during the eclipse last year. And you, y'all got to understand that a lot of public headway makes makes itself into the media 
and across the internet and the television and the radios and in the newspapers and the periodicals when it runs across the 11th degree. Consequently, all of these actors, which I shall name right here, well, I, the other ones I didn't have time to look up, y'all. Pardon me. You can just go do the research yourself. But Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, John Favreau, Ben Kingsley, and Don Cheadle, they all had planets at the 11th degree. You get? And what I did was, uh, because I didn't do the time of birth on each one of them, on each, on each, on each, because I didn't do the time of birth on each one of them artists, y'all, I, when I put their son conjunct the mid-heaven, all right, all in Wilmington where they shot the film, because this is where they all had a common ground and mean but level playing field by which to measure and examine them. And then they brought this out into the public, and they're all actors, which is, you know, adds to their fame and blah, blah, blah. All that I just put forth is, is justifiable and interpreted as their character or their, their ability to project their character out into the world when it conjuncts the Kemp Cuss. So I did that for everybody's chart, and I found so many. You know, we got six planets, all right, from, from one, two, three, four, five, six people. You dig? And it's all in the 11th degree, Okay. And the 11th degree is the Mars degree of the, of the initial project, all right? So understand that 6 plus 11 is 17, and 1 plus 7 is 8, man, and 8 is a composite of 44. Wow. 8 is also the 8th sign of the zodiac, Scorpio, which is ruled by Mars in, in traditional cosmophysics and astrology. You see? Can y'all still hear me? Of course. Not a clue. Okay, good. Yes, good. Very well. Yeah, yeah. So now, no, what's really deep is the, um, there were six factors involved at the eleventh degree, man. And to 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 get really nasty with it, um, John Don Cheadle, the black man, right, who who is you know, who is truly the the activator, motivator. He sparks and brings it to a whole nother level, right? It has Mars and Virgo in his birth chart at the 11th degree in common with the making of the movie. In other words, it was a Mars return for him. That movie was a Mars return, started on his Mars return. And you have to understand how Mars is the symbol of machismo and personal self-projection and all of that to see how it all ties into the word iron, you know. And when we find uh, Mars in a person's birth chart university, then we begin to see how they have come into contact with iron in the course of their life because if any friction towards uh, uh, iron usually leaves a mark or a burn on the body. And I can guarantee that 90% of the burns that we ever have came into contact with iron. We did not just to mention the fact that, it, you know, any metal burn is part of it, all right? And, and 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 when you look at the fire of it all, the whole movie was surrounded by that internal fire, you know, which which comes out in the antagonist in the form of spontaneous combustion, as much as Mars, when it when it is not handled by the mature, developed ego or character, comes out fiery and explosive and and burning and cutting, you see, and in the form of anger and irritation. Right, and then when handled very positively, right, it usually okay. Let's go to the middle ground. It can be formed and shaped in its alchemical property to and applied to metals, 
and being the Iron Man, being inside that suit, that cocoon, is the Mars Pluto uh, harmonic that both of them have affinity with Aries and with Scorpio, which is Pluto and Mars. And in the initial release date of the international release date, they waited until Pluto reached the Mars degree, where in all actuality, Pluto was in the 10th degree of Capricorn when they started this film. They waited until Pluto trying the Mars degree of the, uh, uh, of the initial project perfectly because Pluto intensifies and it, and it revolutionizes and it regenerates and it guarantees a cyclic manifestation so it can go on and on and on and on again, which is metamorphosis, which is the spiral that, you know, that life takes. Consequently, that evolution, that constant evolutionary spiral is, is, is illustrated throughout the movie in so much as that he changes his character and in sort of ways is died and reborn when he explodes all his suits all over the place, which is another version of Oranos in, in, um, in Aries. Now, mind you, David Downey, I mean, uh, um, what is his name? It's Robert Downey Jr. was born in 1965 when Oranos and Pluto were conjunct. You see, when they were connected, they were very close one to another. And he comes out while Oranos isn't Aries, quincunxing himself or making a Pluto aspect to itself. And where Pluto is making the trine, this is a whole uh, 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 cyclic event for him as an individual. But you got to know he was born to bring that forth, to bring it, to bring it forth in the form of the propaganda that, that we see in, in this movie. I am the mechanic. I engineered this entire thing. That I am the spirit of God and man is Pluto. So he is also the Arsef, which is supported by him having the Arsef relationship with Gwyneth Paltrow and the ex-girlfriend incident and with, with the Neptunian archetype, which is, which is the, uh, the dark-haired girl. You see, the secret enemy and all of that Neptune represents. We have to look at Neptune at the... Uh, third degree of Pisces and perfect square to the sun when they started this initial movie. That is the most powerful aspect. And Neptune rules the illusion of Maya. It rules secret enemies. It rules behind-the-scenes activity, um, fiendishness, villainy, and uh, treachery. It has everything to do with the other symbols that they attached when they introduced her as a character into the set because she came as the secret attack came. So, and, you know, uh, Tony was plunged into that. It, you know, when uh, um, the building fell in the movie, it fell into the ocean. He fell too, y'all. Remember, he was strapped. And we have to understand that Neptune and the sea and the ocean and terrorism and all of that is the fear factor and the anxiety factor that he was having through the movie. Because Neptune at the 12th place of Mars and all those other planets that occurred in the cluster in that stellium in Aries when it was released in the United States on May the 3rd, and pardon me, when it was released internationally on April 25th is a, a very intrinsic to the whole concept and title that brings a full circle with that, with the name of the flick, Iron Man. Boom. Boom. <laughs> So it just hit me now individually, right? I can see how uh, 
everybody in the flick that was the, that was the body of the cast. It was surrounded by them, right? Have planets at the eleventh degree with Mars and Virgo. They were all working together, which is Virgo. You see what I'm saying? On a Aries Libra to support the hero to support the main character, literally in the film, and literally as Robert Downey Jr. is the Aries. That they're really selling the energy by embodiment right here. So I, you know, I just look at it. I just look at it to that depth. I mean, there are other little connections that are made from each character to the body of the, the the birth chart of the project of the movie itself, right? But they all collect right here in the eleventh degree. So I just wanted to highlight that. You know, I wanted to elaborate on how the the Sun, Mars, and Jupiter are all the theme of this entire uh uh chart when we look at it, the whole commonality between the day the chart was made, I mean, the day that the movie was made, the chart for that, the day that it was released internationally, the day that it was released in the United States, Downey's chart, and every one of them actors, they all have a common thread here at the 11th degree, and they all play the roles that they made aspects to here, astrologically, which would be an entire um, dissertation on, on planetary frequency, you know. <laughs> we don't have time to engage in right now. Lord, you don't gotta explain yourself. <laughs> Yo, y'all hear me? I got too much background noise. Yeah, I can hear you. Nah, I can hear you, but it ain't Hold on, hold on, Lord. We gotta do um the eleven eleven meditation. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. I got some tidbits to share with both of you that's really going to bolster your claim and put the nail in the corner figuratively. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna bring that iron yeah. out, you know. We're gonna drill a nail up in this when we come back from the eleven eleven. So let's take this time, family, to right, ourselves. Okay. Uh, to go into the cosmos, you know what I'm saying? Snap into our mind, that, that brain that he threw out there holographically, you know what I'm saying? This, this firing and all sorts of synapses is going off right now while you process this information. Let's take it into the astral. As always, like you said, we come forth with the program to show you how powerful you are. The hero is within, okay? They're using you as an archetype here in Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? It's just plastering it on the big screen, showing you your innate abilities your powerful self. So we want to meditate on that. Find yourself in a dark place, preferably pitch, pitch black. You know what I'm saying? You can turn your computer monitors off without cutting your computer off. Find yourself seated straight, back to the floor, back straight. Uh, hands on the edge of the knees, palms facing upwards, index fingers touching, thumbs touching, palm of the pyramid, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth, pulling the breath from the abdomen. Inhaling through the nose, exhaling out the mouth. We are meditating to the sounds of omen. All right, which stands for dual and alerted. Notice perfect balance in the masculine and the feminine principle. All right? We got back. God willing. Thank you. 
for us to uh, exercise our infinite potential here in the physical realm, you know. For us to synthesize all this energy into what we call reality, we need the brain. Okay, that's what we use to do it. And this is why that's the first sign of the zodiac. And it's the head, which by normal birth, uh, unless you have an anomaly, a breech birth, you dig what I'm saying? You, you got the head coming through first. And even in the case of twins, the, uh, of the twins we got on the line, the head came through first, you see, on the, when the first child was delivered and the head came out last. Uh, when the second child was delivered, still the head was first. And when we see this in nature, right, we see this in trees, how it grows up from one and branches off into two. You understand? But at the same time, that is just an echo of the true one harmony, the individual, which age is also symbolic to. Right? You have to look and personalize the whole thing. There's an Iron Man in you. You get what I'm saying? And, well, it is it's non-general, you know? And this is the life the life force, which which was the sun in Aries, how they put this idea out there. All of this is magic, really. You know, people don't understand that the Magi or the Magians are, are, are from, from the most ancient civilizations all right, not just those that are said to be the, the forerunners of Zoroastrianism, ism, you know, and all uh, uh, the Zoroasters and, and, and them, but every hero, every initiate warrior, man, machismo, you know, this is the beginning of how everything sprouts out. So they feed that energy, and, and feeding that energy, they are able to, to, you know, tap into you. This is why it's so entertaining to you. This is why everybody identifies with the image that is projected because they're using that energy that you are also a part of. You dig? And and they, they heighten it with all of the red. If you notice, the whole garage was red. Yeah, red, red, red. It was red and blue through the yeah. whole movie. It was yeah, one of them yeah, two colors. Yeah, red and blue throughout the entire joint. You dig? So, you know, red, and, and, and that is the... Uh, um, the polarity, if you stare at red, when he talked about the gamma rays as they uh, uh, go through the mental synapses and create a, a consciousness, that you know, light, photons go penetrate your eyes. And they leave a negative on your retina, nerve, your optic nerve. You close your eyes, right, after you've stared at the color red. And you look, or you look at a white piece of paper thereafter, you see the color blue. So these are what they call analogous. Color, right. complementary, yeah, complementary, because this is just chromatic. I had to learn this, learn how to mix paint at Duke Ellington on the city Knox. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? So, and they had to join you know, at Chris, Christmas time. They made sure they had it at Christmas, so they had that whole motif going as well real hard. Because at the yeah, end of the movie, so many, they, they put so many holidays into that last ending, it was ridiculous. Because... Yeah. It was about had a celebration the of the transformation of the resurrection of the hero. I mean, of our fair into hero. Had the Easter Bunny, had the New Year's, had the Christmas, had the July 4th yeah. with the fireworks blowing exactly. up. Exactly. All, all of that. All of that. And then it was you Halloween see, was the whole like, time. <laughs> everybody wearing suits. What, what, what else was in the movie... A reflection of what was in the transit and sky as the movie was made and consequently released because the Ronalds will be in Aries. Is the Ronalds deals with groups, okay? And he had a group of suits. If, yeah. you, if you see that, and from, and from what I remember, 
the brother had 445 on that last suit. Yeah, that's he, right. He, the five, five being the number of empowerment and refinement, right? And and it, the exercise of the will, which is the fifth spirit, which is Herokuti, right? And the, 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 when that suit blew up, then there were 444 suits left. You see? Four. Now, they had they had the president in the war machine. They had him strung up as the five-point exactly. star over the Christmas tree, which was a five-point yeah. star underneath him. Let me get some. And then, 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 then when he, then when he had all forty-two <laughs> of his suits, he had all forty-two of the suits surrounding the the oil rig. He clapped his hands. He threw up the symbol for the Masonic symbol for Sirius. With the, him putting the three yeah, fingers exactly. up both which sides. Is, which is the star on the on Christmas tree. And then said, and then said, take him to church. <laughs> and then said, take him to church. Everything that you brothers you are expressing. Did you peep the juggernaut suit he had? Oh, yeah, did yeah, yeah. The, whole, the Hulkbuster. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. That was just like the Hulk. That was just like yeah. Atlas. That was the weight of the world on his shoulders. On his shoulders. Yeah. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We can hear you. Go ahead, Blue. Okay. Yeah, we let me just you. get a little bit in. All right. Because I ran the name Iron Man through the Gematria calculator, of course. You know what I'm saying? Just to see what we're working with. Just to make sure that we not bucket. So... Iron Man equals 504, but of course, this is Iron Man 3. So I simply put 3 onto that, and I came up with 507. Now, 507 stands for Ashur, which is Assyria, okay, which is one of the worlds. And it also stands for Masters of the Heavens, Astrologers. Admirable or Mystical Intelligence, that of the first path, Kepler. Okay, masters of the heavens, astrologers—a phrase used in the description. Yeah, such pure, clear, transparent, admirable, or mystical intelligence, and that's what that is. You know what I'm saying? So, all of those meanings have been expressed with you brothers' breakdown. Has it not? Yeah, indeed. Indeed, yeah. You reading the chart yourself. Oh. We talk I'm reading about the chart myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let me go into this real quick yeah. 44 dissertation that I put together, and then we could uh, open the lines up. Hello? Yep, yeah, yeah, we hear you. I'm here. Waiting. We're waiting. Yeah. Y'all hear me on speaker? Yeah, 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 I can hear you, bro. Yeah, we can hear you. Huh? Yeah, we can hear you. All right. You just pay So, Iron Man 3 appropriately opens up with the theme song, I Am Blue. KT, that's what it was, right? Yeah, I Am Blue. Okay, I thought I was tripping. All right. The die was cast for a law of 44 bonanza. As I've said before, these are still 
meanings or walk without looking through these absorbed colored glasses and applying the law to it. First off, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., himself a 4-4 resonator. He was born into this world on April 4th. It would also serve as poetic justice that he would don the suit of Iron Man, colors of red and gold with his son being an Aries. Also, the elemental number of iron is 26. Another eight if you're keeping count. Iron Man 3 will become the first flick to be released in 4D. Okay, in Japan, family is released in 4D. All right? Which, of course, is just another way of saying 44. And the final battle scene has Stark summoning 42 battle-ready Iron Man prototypes, the 43rd being the prodigal son, or better yet, the Iron the, the Iron Patriot. You factor the Iron Patriot in, there was 44 suits on deck. There you go. Okay? And the Iron as you already mentioned, down the number 444 on the armor. All right? I find it pretty coincidental that these eight to these 44s were placed so prominently in this cinematic orchestra. All right? Now, jumping to Oblivion, of course. Oblivion was a 44 work of art in particular. It was a futuristic rendering of one of my past prophecies, that being the meaning of the Super Bowl 47. In his deep rooted Gemini theme. The brothers, the brothers, and all the people hearing the Gemini brothers with the theme oriented around the Boston bombings, which of course was detonated at four oh nine forty four, which amounts to four forty four. Right? Merely yards away from twin obelisks or more appropriately pillars. Uh, Hello? Yep. Yeah. I hear you, Lord. Then the hero or the hero of the parade was a man named Carlos Arandando who made headlines by torching the military van in 2004 upon finding out he was killed in battle in in Iraq. And all of this transpired on his 44th birthday. Now, he played hero here in the Boston Marathon at the age of 53, okay, which is also eight, while handing out bloody flags. And, of course, we know 44 means Aries. It means blood, okay? An eight-year-old also died in the presence of Sandy Hook relatives who were there commemorating the deaths of six lives in Connecticut, all right? One of the bombers was 26 years then the month of April, under the sign of Aries, the drums of war would beat with a ferociousness. Forty-four bodies got caught in Afghanistan on 4-4. North Korea is holding an American captive who was 44 years old. They found a Vietnam vet who was MIA after 44 years and thought he was dead. Forty-four percent of Republicans say revolution may be necessary. 144 injured in bombing, according to the news release via CNN the night of the bombing. And the warrior man-child, okay, improves to undefeated, undisputable. Hey, our brother, Floyd Mayweather. 
You see, having right. them fantasies and dreams about her, which is Neptune and Sagittarius for that generation of people that was born. And also how they, they made the movie Blade Runner, which showed you the corporate structure coming into world prominence and how, world, how might and nations will exert their might in the earth through corporate structure, you see? And, and they're talking about, you know, 2047, when, <laughs> when Pluto leaves Aquarius and we get into the next phase of Pluto being in, 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 in Capricorn. This is a whole nother measurement, a whole nother planetary cycle that we're measuring with what they're throwing out there with these messages. Okay? And if, you know, it is of no it is of no joke or consequence that we were just watching Star Trek and Flash Gordon back from the thirties and nineteen thirties to the nineteen sixties into now, you know, that, that Star Trek movie gonna be big. <laughs> into the darkness, <laughs> yo. Do you know you know yeah. when they run in you know when they run in on in through the forest and everything's red? Do you know what the name of that planet is called? But on the trailer, Nibiru. What is it called? Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. You know, which is not to say anything else about <laughs> another movie that just followed the trend of the mechanized man. What was the name of that, bro? The uh with the, the uh, with uh with Matt Damon in it? Oh, Elysium. Yeah, Elysium. They're already showing how they mechanizing the military, man, with the Oranos right. and Aries. Yeah, that's gonna unleash itself when when Oranos moves into into uh, Taurus. It's gonna start getting that that financial generation that's gonna put be put on the market, which is the sign of Taurus. Those machinery, that technology. And I'm telling y'all, it's not even seven years away. So they 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 already showed it on one of them um, science channels. How they got these, it looks like braces, a suit with braces. They're actually working uh-huh. on the skeleton of, of that robotic man. You know, that bionic right. man or that man working in corporation. He does forget the implant. We'll make a suit. They're working on the Iron the Man exo- suit now. Yeah, yeah that's when I, it came out when Iron Man 2 came out. That's when they, they were really promoting it real heavy. They had a couple specials on yeah. it. My goodness, man. So when you when you look at all this stuff here, man, it gets even deeper, man. The whole thing spreads out into them polluting the air and spreading them chemicals on the air, you know? That whole thing started to reach its peak. They got to go ahead and start doing that while Neptune and Uranus was in Aquarius. And now that Neptune has moved into Pisces, they're flying in the air and releasing them gases and toxins, which is Pisces and Neptune and Neptune in Pisces. Through a mechanized machine, through drone planes, you know those chemtrails I'm talking about. <laughs> right. You did. Yeah. That garbage in the so, air, you know, man. Yeah, exactly. These the heavy. And that was another thing they kept. They kept. They kept talking about it. I left out. Right. They kept saying the movie over and over again. Breathe. Hold on. Hold on one second. They said right. that like ten times. Yeah. I need you to call um that number I told you. Oh. Here. Yeah. Uh, I kept saying, oh, Tony, just breathe, breathe, breathe. Have you asked her? Yeah. You want to bring the callers in? Yeah, that would do. That would be good because they're going to stimulate other thoughts that we are going to shove to the side, too. Red and blue, red and blue. Yeah, yeah, he can handle that. Okay. And I also um, want to share with the family this in regards to Los Angeles and its relationship to the number 44. 
the 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 county of Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, you know what I'm saying, however you wanna frame it, all of you syntax majors. Right now? LA I'll LA was settled. Hello? Yeah, I, we can okay, okay, LA was settled by forty four Mexicans, okay? The majority of which were of African descent. Okay. Okay. So, L.A., Los Angeles, was settled by 44 individuals. All right. The corporation, L.A., was opened and incorporated for business on April 4th. Yeah. That's a You understand? Wow. Oh, I got access to my bombs right now, but I think that's deserving of a bomb. As to why the blue pill is up here <laughs> in LA, put the piece together, telling you, you understand, we're gonna resurrect Gollyhood up out here, and it's only right. You know what I'm saying? So I got I got tired of just seeing movies about myself. I had to come see what it was all about, just to find out that this shit is built on the foundation of '44. Four, four. You know, I don't even think you told them, Blue, that when we walked out the theater, we walked into the square where they got them big old electronic screens. <laughs> and what time was the clock? 7, 7.44 at the guard hour. Yeah, p.m., y'all. <laughs> and we got, In the guard and we got pictures. Sure. You know? Yo. After after Tony uh, threw through the 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 arc reactor in the ocean and was like I'm a mechanic and he got in the car and on the side of the car that shit said Etron and I know Tron hey, means throne. Oh, they got how they kept calling Exxon Roxxon because Exxon is from the Rockefeller. Yep. Yep, they sure did. Roxxon. And he was Electron. Brad, go to them lines. All right. Yeah, yeah. For the family out there that have any questions, please press 1 and we will get to you promptly. All right? We're going to go to the phone lines right now. Yeah. Or if you have anything to add on, any questions, comments, or concerns pertaining tonight's, to tonight's program. Early. Again, pertaining to tonight's program. Please press one, and we will bring you into the bill. Please press yes, one. All right, I'm gonna go to caller from the two zero five two three nine. Caller from the two zero five two three nine. Peace. Welcome to Northern Ledge Radio. Peace to the caller. All right. Now I have to come back to that caller. Put your phone back on mute. Um. We got a caller for the nine one seven seven three four. Peace to the caller. Peace, 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 brother Red, peace, brother dog. Blue. This is golf. Peace. Golf was goody. Was goody. Everything off. What's up? Peace, off. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Yes, yeah, I'm enjoying the conversation. I'm a little bit late, um, and I, I I wanted to say a couple things. Um, first. When um, AA was going in on the Chinese 
I was in Peru, and the Chinese are heavy in Peru. Over there as well, they're like everywhere there. Like this is like an ant invasion or something like that. But that Chinese scenario that uh, Brother AA was going in on earlier is serious. I Hold on. I just want to add on that the Chinese and Peruvian connection goes back into the 1600s with the silver trade. So there was um there was a always you know not always but there was uh, um, a real uh, they had a trade. Going on, you know. What I mean, they had a trading yeah, network, that, that a big whole trading Pacific network. Side, that whole Pacific side of South America and Central America was was heavily exactly. uh, invaded by by um, Asian, Japanese, Chinese, all of them. That's why they mixed into the. You know, you can see a lot of the the the, um, the looks phenotypes. You know, with the with the, yeah. the chinky eyes and the facial features. Yes, yeah, they, and the they've phenotype. been mixing in. You bring that up You remind me I look at the astral cartographical Of it all The chart of it all Which is how the planets Concentrate their ley lines And they run like an eclipse shadow Over the earth every day Every minute of the day Right And mm-hmm. when they shot the film The sun line ran through that And the sun line also ran through China And also ran through South America from 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 North Carolina straight down to to South America to the east side of South America, the northern side and the western side, pardon me, of, of, of South America. So you know that little connection that that brother brought up is, is shown and proved by by a chart. You just go anywhere that gives you a ge- astro geographical map for the day that the movie was was released, which is wow. April twenty fifth. Yeah. Wow. So you know. Yeah, yeah, that right there is terrible, right? Yeah, that right there is terrible. How the caller came in with that, yeah. Yes. You know what's interesting, uh, uh, and let me say peace to the other brothers that are on the line, Uh, Cosmo Physician and KT. I just want to say what up to y'all, too. Excuse my manners for not touching but also, too, I wanted to say, too, numerologically speaking, when the brother, the cosmophysician, was going in on the numbers, uh, you said something to the effect of 29 degrees and then, you know, adding it to the number 11 when you were breaking down the astrological um, uh, uh, science. And you do it on the numerological, numerological level. Iron Man adds up to 29, which is also a number 11. So that's in uh, harmony with what you was. Well, iron, I should say, the word oh, iron is, is, is a 29, yeah. and it adds up to a number 11. Man is the number 10, which is also a number 1. And then when you add um, it all up together, you get the 11 and 1. Uh, that's 12, which is a 13. I mean, which is 11 and 1 is a 12, which is a number 3. So you get the 3 frequency. So it's lawful that they made this the, uh, the third installment. And three represents a transformation, and this this is truly lawful because when you're dealing with hydrogen and you're dealing with the three different aspects of hydrogen, you get the protium, deuterium, and tritium. And tritium, anyone that plays with hydrogen, first stands that tritium only has twelve and a half year lifespan, and that's when you you transform the state. So it's Hold on, who's 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 in the background? Man, it's showing me, Lord, for that, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, Just click your call on while, while. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, that twenty nine was real interesting. And uh, Iron Man is also well, Iron in the Iron Man name. Um, the Iron portion is is a masculine frequency. Uh, it's about expansion, and then the man is about contracting. So it's really lawful. So they have both the masculine and feminine principles riding with that whole uh, Iron Man. Ariel. Another thing that is also interesting too about this whole Iron Man thing and the whole iron, since we playing in that spectrum, is that uh, you know depending on I guess your sources and how you do your research, you know the Iron Age is is said to have been uh, or started around 1200 BC, which is also when you do the mathematics on that, that's a three two. So um, I didn't do any research in terms of looking at the Iron Age and what really took place in terms of historical aspects that they also were trying to chime in and probably relate the Iron Man movie to something that probably took place in that 1200 B.C. era because you're dealing with a transformative um, state. And then just to everybody's point in terms of the illusion aspect, just by the mere fact that you're looking at a digital screen, and if anybody... Exactly. You, you know, when you're looking at digital, the wave of digital, they're squares. They're not like analog. That's why it was so important for those who who domesticate to get everybody off of analog because analog waves are more curvaceous, whereas digital is square. So in a square, what people don't realize is that squares, the reason why everything that we see squares and you speak to the laws of 44 is because right angles, electrons don't get along. That's the key. <laughs> Which goes to the square after last day that's going on between Pluto and Orlando. That's right. So the mere fact that you're looking on that, the same thing principle is applied in martial arts. When you want to apply maximal force, you hit at a 90-degree angle or a 180-degree angle. Right, right. So that right angle yeah, which, is about destruction. Now, the brother talked about how them eight-sided cells form a cylinder, which is measured through, 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 through a square, you know, left and width. And they, they have to snap together where their cube at. And the cube and the square is all pointing to the number four. Sure. Which is the fourth-dimensional sure. four dimensional activity, too, going on with that. Well... Well, the pyramids are built on on the aspect of number four. That's what also see. It was people really think about it too. When you even look at the 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 mathematical equations, what what is it? Five one one point six one eight. That's also representative uh, when you're dealing of the square or the idea of electrons not getting along at right angles. That's why they call it an, an irrational number. It's an, in, it's an infinite irrational number. It goes on and on and on because if you look at the sequence of numbers that also deal in five, when you break down that whole number, if you look at it, if you just took the, every number after, the, after the, the point, one point, and then you start with 618 and whatever the other I numbers are, and you break, break them down into five, you'll see that though many of those numbers don't get along, whoever domesticated and put this whole thing together who started to to do this many moons ago in terms of using squares. Because if you go back into history, at least what my research has shown, that not all of the actual physical structures were built using squares. And squares 
A square doesn't seem to be something natural, but created by nature, you know. So if it's not created by nature, then what they were doing was pushing points and edges in order to get the right frequency in terms of energy, which the brother was talking about earlier with the, um, you were talking about biophone, biophotons, and I, I was happy to hear you talk a little bit about uh, Fritz Albert Pop the, um, and his work with uh, biophotons and some of the stuff that also um, I know June Pulcrum used to talk about in the, in the, in the past with the bi- being biological living life and all of that other fun stuff and that research. I was really happy to hear you speak on it. I don't hear too many people talk to that, so I was kind of excited about hearing the brother go in on that, but all of these things, that's how they did it. They pushed, they pushed points and edges in order to get down to that square. You know what I mean? It's, it's a really interesting dynamic to what they've done here, those who understand this uh, domestication at a higher level than the average ordinary folks walking around today Just that just think that, you know, it is what it is. But the pyramid is also based on the square because when you look at the pyramids, like the pyramids in Giza, which is a great example, if you, the best way for you to see it is if you look for, for uh, at it from up top. Uh, the above shot of the Great Pyramid, you'll notice that the pyramid is really a nine-sided structure, not a five-sided. Only Well, let me say this. The outside casing will give you the illusion that it's uh, a five-sided structure. But on two sides, you'll notice, uh, on the Pyramid of Giza, the Great Pyramid, you'll notice there is a slight indentation, which is, uh, you have the isosceles triangle, those right angles which represent the square. And it's really masterful. And I'm saying that the idea of a 9 to 5 going to work is based on that concept there and, and doing that. But they squared the planet that way using the right angle square. That's how they did that. Really a masterful job. But we don't really they don't pay attention to it, they wouldn't get it. But you, to really appreciate that, if you go on the Google and punch in the, uh, uh, the above-shot view of the pyramid, you'll see it, and then you'll understand exactly where I'm coming from. So this idea of squaring the planet has been thousands of thousands, it's been laid down thousands and thousands of years ago. So it's like uh, insane. But I just wanted to just chime in, because your brothers are dropping some heavy science, and I'm truly appreciative to have the opportunity to chime in, so I'll fall back and let other people get their chance to uh, express themselves. Indeed, indeed, brother. I appreciate that. That Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That was nourishing right there. No question. Thank you. Indeed. So we're going to go to... uh, our next caller, we have a caller from the 646-284. Yeah. Greetings. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Yeah. Yeah, guys. That shit hurt on your wrist, right? Please, caller from the 646-284. Open up KT line. Yeah. Okay. Caller from the 404-492. That's me. That's me. I'm here. Right. I'm here. Appreciate it. We'll go to caller from the 718-495. Peace. Peace, peace, is Brother Erase. I'm checking in. Peace of the guy, Red Blue. Uh, peace, peace of Cosmophysics and uh, KT Dosh degree. Peace, 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 Lord. You know, I just want to say a couple things. You know, I'm just, you know, using the uh, the uh, uh, the Akashic records inside of me. 
Now, when you speak of how these events, as far as football games like the Super Bowl and things of that nature, you say these these things are based off of events that are happening in the celestial above. Now, this is me hypothetically thinking. Now, with these people knowing that these actions are taking place above, do would the coordinates of where they're having the game, would this align with the same movements that are happening astrologically above, that are happening below? And are the people themselves portals to uh, opening to see the actual event take place? Because if somebody knows these, event, these events are taking place above, to coordinate the same movements and to make it, how you call it, it would be a, like a visual sacrifice to the God, well, sort of like, I'm, I don't know, to the gods above that's playing out the same role. Is somebody actually, are they creating a stitch in time to be able to see both events play, being that the individuals that are below are the lower aspects of the higher individuals above playing out the same role? And if And if this makes any sense, being that the two are acting out the same roles at the same time in two different dimensions, but in two different scenarios that play into the one scenario, if one doesn't make the right decision below, can it affect the the the, the role that's happening above and create a whole other uh, outcome than what they expect to see? And yeah, I can answer that question, bro. If if you let me grab it at that point, if there's any okay. more to it, we're gonna have to pick up there because that's complex enough. There's, there's four dimensions to that question. All right. And before uh, you hold on, before you hold on, before you answer that, I just want to tell the family that we do have <laughs> six more. We have six more minutes for the live broadcast. The caller number is three four seven six three seven two one three five. I will repeat that again: three four seven. Six three seven twenty one thirty five. Please continue. All right. The, um, I don't. I just want to play a little quantum syntax, cosmophysics here, cosmosyntax, because it, technically we can't say that it's based on these motions. All right. Everything in the universe is one. So I, I don't separate the manifestation or the working of that energy from. The, the the dispersal of it as it as it radiates through the solar system through our universe. I just think that it is all one cohesive machine, just like you are. If you isolate yourself from it, okay. So I I can't say that it's based on these celestial movements, but in synchronicity therewith, and having a knowledge yes of that rhythm of what what frequency is coming through gives you the opportunity to take command of it. Pretty much like your situation in your day-to-day living, if you know that it's going to be raining when you step out of your house, you can grab your umbrella and you can use that. And if you're a, a, a farmer or an engineer that, that found a way to harvest the benefit of the rain, then you can take advantage of that. And it is such with any substance or energy that frequency that you seek to employ. The difference is those who are not aware of it, those who do not uh, make these moves during season or during their season, you know, in the, at the right time when, or, or at the right interval in the evolution of existence, you know, if you go marginalize it and, and call it time, then, yeah, it's like having a, a, an oar on a, on a rapid or, or stream or river. 
as opposed to being in a kayak or on a boat or a raft without an oar, without a means by which to steer. It's like having, uh, it's like being in a maze or in a mansion, and it's pitch black. There's no lights in there. Now you have a flashlight. So now you're not bumping into the armor that guards the doorways or the, the, the grand table in the dining room or, 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 or stepping off the balcony, you know, not able to see the light because now you see the light. The architect has already put the foreground there, you see? So the, when they use these energies, when you consciously use them, then you can basically live and be God, you know? You co- cause a reality. You, you work with what is already there which is the, the the archetype of the potter's wheel, you know. The potter makes, he takes the clay, but he doesn't make the clay, you know. And that, that such is the position as we are here. And, yes, people are portals of this, the consciously or not. And we can get this looking at how actors interact in one movie, one cast of actors interact in one movie, and how people act in your own reality, how people act and uh um Live. They are the catalyst of the event that brings the planetary energy that you have by schedule to the floor. And I know that that is like way over everybody's head, but let me put it like this. Your birth chart represents the beginning of your clock, and it starts to unwind. And as it unwinds, planets hit certain key points or, or bring make certain aspects, 90-degree aspects and 180-degree aspects and 120-degree aspects or distances one from another. And these protons and neutrons and electrons that make the atoms and the, uh, the molecules and everything in our existence vibrate at these frequencies. Now, these frequencies operate in mathematical cyclic sequence. Therefore, when you're having a Mars, okay, when, when, when your wheel has progressed to the point where Mars is coming to an aspect, where it's coming to a sensitive point in your chart, and this may occur within days after your birth, but it manifests one year per day. So if it happens 10 days after you're born, then, I mean, then it happens 10 years in the natural life, and the people that will help you to facilitate that experience into a reality will appear. This is why we're able to describe your parents, to describe your relatives, to describe what types of friends you have, the scars on your body, all right, literally, all right, and the, the nature of the experiences you have. Now, once we are able to identify these things because they happen in their time according to their season and cycle and are measurable, and they do occur in our lives through interaction with people and events, occurrences, you know, and experiences. These are the vehicles of that energy. But I would not say that the energy is separate from the form that it manifests. It's like, you know, uh, uh, a diamond is carbon through and through from the solid, most solid, most physical, all the way to its most subatomic structurization where there's actually spaces between those those bits and swirls of energy that make it what it is that we call carbon, okay? Just, um, let me see what else. And the idea of it all perfectly is to embody the flow of planetary flux in the most efficient way uh, um, possible. This is what makes us like God. This is what allows us to create. And, and as opposed to letting this uh, uh, stream of energy carry you as in youth, as a baby, as a child, in the first 10 years of life, that is where you're at. You have not yet learned to harness these energies, so you have to be taught by society and your experience on this earth and your parents and, and your own cognizant capacity to learn how to deal with these energies and make the best of them. Right. 
So now, saying what you say, I just want to say something else. So then, the reason why they pick these Pacific actors to play Pacific roles that are aligned with celestial energies above, being that basically actors are basically like, uh, I guess would be like uh, Mercubus that hold different, well, I guess they, being that like what you say, they use the uh, their birth dates with the astrological event and the timing of the way they're filming the movie, is this to see, oh man, <laughs> I'm trying to get it out right. The actors are like Mercubus, being that these are like receivers of different energies from above, being that they're signs, they're strong signs within the Zodiac to be able to pull energy into the actor to, I guess, actually by pulling the energy from above into the actor, having the actor say certain key words, certain people would know how strong the energy is in this person to be able to get a, even a clear reading from above. Because, like you say, it's not by chance that they pick these individuals for these roles. And it's like you say, when people get cast, not like you say, like when people say people get casted in the movies, well, I guess it wasn't in your stars or it wasn't your time or whatever they use to be in the movie. You know, it wasn't your time in the astrological chart to fit into the actual character of the movie because your vessel probably isn't ready to harness the energy that they're aligning the movie with from above to come down below for, I guess, to be able to read this celestial event above. And now I want to jump off of that real quick. Uh, this okay. Is for Kate, this is for Katie. <laughs> That's a whole other book, too, so go ahead and jump, bro. Uh, this is for uh, Katie, the art degree. On the Know the Ledge uh, website, when you will have the picture of the decoding the Django, you have like a, I don't know if it's 16th century or I don't know what century it is. It's an old picture, but it has different numbers and angles. And then it has a brother holding like a little silhouette of, it looks like a European person. I don't know. What does that mean? Hello? Yeah, he asked KT a question. KT, still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I had to I had to run away from the phone real quick. I caught angles. You said there's a, a 16th century picture. Which picture are you talking about? I don't know. I I don't know the name of it. It's 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 uh when you're talking about the code in the Django, it's a picture of a brother. Oh, you're like talking the, about the yeah yeah yeah. You're talking about Vanitas. V a n i t a s. Vanitas. A series of paintings in the 16th century. You you can you can look them up. There's probably like 20 of them. There's different artists. And the Vanitas are a bunch of occult, they're occultism paintings. They're paintings that were done where they're, you know, they're just arbitrary um, objects in the painting and the person. However, you know, for the for the initiated who are aware of, of what the picture stands for, everything is at a particular angle. So if you were to draw maybe a right angle and, and, and certain lines in certain areas, you'd find degrees equivalent to maybe the the, the, um, the pharaoh's chamber in, in the Pyramid of Giza. It might be um, a Fibonacci a spiral in there. It might be certain. It's keys, you know, okay. different keys. Sorry, so then... There's a, there's a whole series of them. Okay, so then per se, then if you say these are angles, and angles basically represent energy waves broken down into a mathematical form, so there, so it, so would it be, I don't know, I'm just jumping again, would it be to say that within those angles of the pictures that they're showing, being that it's a cult science inside of it, 
would they be harnessing energy at a specific point right then in the standing of way they have? Because I see in the picture he has a skull here, then he has a, like a little compass here, but it's all leading yep. to an angle with a number. So is he actually opening the, I'm just thinking, is that a dimension he's opening? Because if it is and these things are at mathematical proportion, that's a representation of a waveform. Well, all all art is. All art is. You know what I'm saying? That's why, the, you know, art start, starts with drawing, and drawing means just that. You're drawing energy, you know, is pulling energy from somewhere. You start with a blank can- canvas or a clean slate. It's like at the end of the movie, it was Operation Clean Slate. You know, you wanted to start and create a whole nother, um, um, uh illusion. Well, not illusion, but he wanted to create a whole nother vision now. He had a whole nother perception now, so he didn't start off that blank canvas. Anytime you start off a blank canvas, whether it's a composition book or you're writing a poem, whether you're doodling in class, you know, when you're supposed to be listening to the teacher, or you're a um, well-world-renowned oil painter, you know what I'm saying, that's constructing some new masterpiece, you're consolidating an energy and a waveform into that shot, the same way you take a camera and you take a picture of somebody, except it's all being channeled through you in that moment. So all all art is, that's why that's the only thing of value in this world is creation, you know, through art. You know, the most beautiful art is nature. You know, when you look at the trees, the phyllotaxis, the way that the, the branches grow out of the ground in that spiral form, formation, you know, uh, fractal dissonance, meaning that as things break down into smaller components, they do in an infinite stasis like lichen on the barks of trees. They get smaller and smaller, but each smaller part is equivalent in the same shape as the larger part, you know, which follows the Fibonacci sequence. When you look at the ocean, when you look at the sun, when it's set at dusk and you see the pink dotted across the sky, when you see vultures hitting that helical formation when they find, you know, something dead or you see deer just all of a sudden jump out the bushes and cross over in a quick, quick, quick glimpse of the eye, all that is art, you know what I mean? And, and us playing the, the direct medium in between the microcosmic space and the macrocosmic space of the galaxies and the cosmos, we are the witnesses, we are the watchers that are able to encompass it on both levels and, and, and freeze it in time, but at the same time make it last forever. You know what I mean? So in those paintings... In, in, those, in those paintings at that time, you know what I'm saying they had a particular intent in mind when they made that painting. Just like if I have an intent to draw a dog, I just draw a dog. But their intent was on another level where they had to create certain frequencies, certain angles, and freeze them in that framework, you know what I'm saying, in which they right. did. You right. know, beneath this just means vanity, and the vanity is a mirror, so it's a reflection. It's, it's hiding something, you can see it, but it's right there, you know, in your face. Because that's funny, on the TV show Fringe, they were doing something of that nature with a painting, but when okay. they, it's funny you say that, when you used, when they used a double-sided mirror and positioned it at a certain angle, they were able to see into a whole other dimension off of those specific numbers in the painting. Right. It was, yeah. op- it was able to open a portal, like, right in front of them. But now here's that's another it. thing I'm going to jump to, because I, I'm, I'm all about the experience in this body. Uh, if you look at the sun in the morning, 
it's silver. It has a, it, I have pictures of it. It's I was at Brighton Beach. It's mm-hmm. like it's a it's a it's a solid like plasma silver with a purple right. halo around it. But then there as the, as the sun rises even more, that's when you start seeing the breakdown of the yellow, which I guess is the biatomical gold. Yellow and the red and all that. It's going going through the frequencies of light because based upon the curve, and I know Raikou can get in on this one, but based on the curvature, you know, of the earth and and, and the way that the light is actually hitting your eye in proximity to where the sun is, the curving and the reflection and all those particular properties end up creating those different colors. It's like... The sun kind of goes through, you know, chakra points. It's red, it's orange, it's yes, yellow, and it's white, I come to realize that. that's why people get up early in the morning. Well, the the the, uh, the Russians and stuff where I was working at Brian Beach, it would be nothing but like maybe eighty, I mean sixty, eighty year old people early in the morning running and jogging as Ra rose. You know what I mean? And right, I said, right, something. right. And there's something to it. So I said, well, I'm gonna do an experiment. I'm gonna sit and watch Ra as it arises. And you're right, it's all the chakra colors. Because even when I took the picture, when Ra was at the, uh, it was at the, the silverish point, there was a red, there was a red, uh, uh, a red circle orb at the bottom of the photo. And, but then the sky was, uh, then, then the sky itself was gold, and that makes plenty of sense. So that's the same thing. I don't know if it was you talking about it last week, or somebody was talking about how if you get up. In enough time, there's that early mist that sets upon the uh, earth. Uh-huh. As the morning comes on in the summer, like the dew or whatever, the healing dew. Right. So every, so as Ra rises, each each phase that it goes through in the rise shoots off a different layer of gold and whatever particle metal that comes with the sun. What it is, it's, it's, it's called, um, it's ultra, it's, it's weak ultraviolet um, radiation, which we're able to use. When I was talking earlier about the biophotonic emissions that we create with inside our body, it's like we're able to heal ourselves and grow and do all these powerful things right, based upon these biophotons. You know, photons on electromagnetic spectrum, you know, it can range from anywhere to anywhere because it's light. However, you know, we're able to go from infrared to ultraviolet. Um, Ultraviolet is supposed to be harmful for us, but we create ultraviolet uh, frequencies in our body through these through these um, through these uh, biophotons. But it's but they're weak. And during the dusk and dawn hours of the sun, where they tell you it's safe to sun gaze. That's why it's so safe to sun gaze because that's weak ultraviolet that we're able to get and, you know, we're able to sit there and through our ocular, because, you know, the word occultism and occult comes from ocular, which is eye, you know, being able to see. And your eyes are nothing but windows. They're windows to allow all this light in. And as all this light comes in, it ends up hitting your brain where it has these microtubules that are creating um, a holographic imprint, you know what I mean, of all these light properties that are entering and conceptualizing it into some something that you can understand visually with inside your mind's eye. In those hours, you're able to ab- absorb substantial amounts of this ultraviolet radiation to um, to, to help your body, you know, uh, make make that those photons into a coherent form which is synonymous with a laser, 
You know what I mean? And if you look around everywhere in society, lasers are used for all types of information systems, and all that is taken from you, from your body, from what's inside you. So, yeah, when you see the sun at that state, it's kind of a sign letting you know that it's it's in a real peaceful state that is um, in tune with you. It's, it's locked in with you because when the sun is, when it's 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you look up, it's pulsating, it's hitting, it's hard. And that's when you're not supposed to look directly at it, you know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. really pumping. But when it's at that horizon, you know, when it's when it's when it's in that state that you're talking, like when you see that 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 sunrise on the ocean and it, it looks like a silver dollar, that's yeah. when it's like, yeah, it's, it's hitting you. That's you. You're looking at yourself. There's a reason why it looks silver because silver's a mirror. You know what I mean? So you're just looking at what you got inherent in yourself. Wow, because the thing is, is I was I was saying to myself on an experiment level, I'm sorry, I'm just the scientist. I was looking, I said, hmm, the, the, the comedic body, being that it's made of carbon, can hold um, the, the energy from the sun and house it a lot longer than the European body because I realized something. They run with their, they run to it and they run with their palms up all exercises in the motion of a 360 and running into into the sun. And I realized something. Their bodies house that, that, that raw energy, that raw gold, only for but maybe 30, maybe 30 minutes, maybe 30, half an hour, half an hour to an hour it holds in their body because once they run to the sun, they run right into the ocean. And I'm just like, wow, I got four pairs of pants on and you're going right into the ocean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I said, said, so, okay, so what happens is your body instantly absorbs the vitamins so quick and rapidly that you you have somewhat melanin in it to be able to hold it, but you don't have enough melanin in you to harness it throughout the day to where you just, you know, because after they run and do the exercise and jump in the water, they come out and they're trying to, you know what I'm saying, regenerate that heat again and start running. I'm like, ah. They're only getting the small, like small mineral particles of it. Yeah, yeah. They, so I mean, they, they, they do, they do a lot of things. They do a lot of things to, uh, to store it and to keep it. You know what I mean? But, you know, we, um, we inhibit it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. We have, That's why we have so many ways to store, to store it ourselves. But we, we block our stores. We destroy our stores. You know what I'm saying? But, um. Yeah, I mean, we we got a perfect situation. We just yeah, don't realize. Yeah, we're like utilize. transformers. We're like the pink energy cubes. That's what. Yeah. That's what the right, right. The all spark. <laughs> yeah, we pink because the thing is, is just like I understand why they 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 charge so much for beachfront property. It's not the ground that you live on or the ocean you live near. You're getting the unpolluted raw sunlight, that raw mineral before the rest of the city get it. You get it first, and then it dissipates down over wherever you live. But now just imagine if so many comedic people lived on beachfront property, what would really be generating? Because if yeah. we're, if we're, if we're um, electromagnetic generators ourselves, being that we get that raw sunlight, all of our comedic people be doing the same thing as the European. We set this thing up to a, a 10 million degree. I wouldn't even... My goodness, man! What would happen? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean seriously, the whole other portal would have know. to open up. Some, you something, already know. Something great I mean, and grandiose would have to open up, and I believe this is why they make the, the the economical value 
to live on beachfront property in a way for 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 somehow the European to to make it there and us not to because they know they say if they get near that water and they get that energy that raw it's over. That's really the key to it to it right there. It, it, it it's about what vessel can harness this energy that's coming to the planet most, and that's already been here. Yeah, and who can resonate in the Hold on, hold on. They got property available in Coney Island and Far Rockaway if you want to move in. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. let as I started working on the beach, and I was like, hold on for a second. Let me start working out. And the next thing I knew, I felt the difference. I was like, I knew it. It's in the sunlight. And I was so inquisitive and so in awe of what I experienced, I even stopped and asked the European. I said, you, you, you're not paying for the property. It's about the raw mineral from the sun, isn't it? He's like, you wise. you you paying attention. I was like, see, I knew it. You know what I'm saying? And here, I'm, I'm, I want to jump one more time. Like my name is Urias, and today I, you know, I'm in the physical form. I got a, I got a function within this reality, and this reality call is is all about uh, uh, monetary. So I was hunting for a, a job for myself, and on the way, I seen a brother with a boa constrictor, and then on the way coming back, I seen another brother with a, a I think it was a Burmese python, and it's funny to me, synonymous, synonymous like how it's uh. How 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 they state that uh, comedic people are scared of animals and and different creepy crawly things, but the most thing that plays prevalent out of the whole hood is that brothers are attracted to is two things: the pit bull and the snake. That's kind of funny, and the snake is all about us. So, but then I'm trying to look at it as another thing. Is I know the ancestors talk through signs and symbols. If they're showing me two serpents in one day. I'm trying to get the understanding of it, but I want to even go further and see what y'all see into it. I'm still the student. I'm sitting at the feet of the the the, the, the new giants. We nah, we students too, man. That's what this thing is all about. Yeah, we all the students, but we all progress at a level to still be to still be worthy students. So yeah, to be man. called a giant and still be a student isn't a bad thing. That means your education level is propelling you higher for another student to give you much. More, 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 uh, how you call it, pay more homage. Nah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I want to hear you because I know other serpent. people want to speak to as well. about the two serpents. Yeah. Somebody speaking, go ahead. Hello? I just want to know what y'all think. If somebody could, like, you know, maybe see something different or could hit me with it. Man, I, um, I want to go back <laughs> to what you was adding on with, uh, with the prism. And I noticed through observation, you know, of, of the sunrise and watching the alema, uh, the, the analemma, which is a figure eight in the sky, you know, throughout the course of the year, every day at 12 noon, if you mark it on a, on a screen, then at the end of the year, you'll see that it formed a figure eight. And that figure eight is symbolic to the snake biting its tail or the double serpent, you know, one after another, creating each loop in that figure eight to that constant interplay of energy, you know, and such is the kundalini force rising up the spine and such is the interplay between spirit and matter, 
or energy and muscle, you know. And I look at the whole paradigm as uh, uh, a manifestation of dual energy manifesting into one, which we call the individual, you know. <laughs> Man, there you go. That's that's amazing because see the thing is is I'm Aquarius and uh, you know I'm gonna just put it out there uh, I, for the Cosmo physician I always wanted to ask you this now I got the like time to ask you real quick is like I'm two fifteen seventy four can you see something into that portal? Yeah, well, do you know what time of day you're born? I just know it was on a Friday and the thing is is I was born with the umbilical cord tied around my neck and my left foot hanging mm-hmm. out my mother's womb. You bridge baby? Yes. You came out feet first? One foot first. Um, let me ask you this real quick, all right? In the first yes. 10 years of your life, you had some type of healing process that you had to experience, either internally or externally, okay? I need to know what that is. Sinus, allergy, headaches, you know, uh, uh, injuries to the arms, feet, legs, uh, stomach, virus, intestinal issues, hernia, whatever it was, you're a human being, you have one or two. Right, I'm not low, Other than your lower digestive tract, other than your lower digestive tract, we know that you're an Aquarius. So that's already been given. I'm looking for the ascendant sign here. So I can give you a cosmophysic breakdown. Got any wounds, any injuries in the first 10 years, first 15 years of your life? Or any um, healing processes? I just I just remember when I was younger, my mother used to put eucalyptus leaves on my chest because I couldn't breathe too too good, and that was that was the that so was you, injured, you, injured, you got you got injuries all over both of your arms too, or your hands, right? Scratches, uh, cuts, oh, huh? Not it. Well, not within that past ten years. I acquired those injuries later in life. Oh, but you injured your arms though, right? Yeah, that was about maybe four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we got you. So <laughs> you love to stay in the house, and you would not live in a house without technology like electricity and appliances, champ. You know, <laughs> also there's some type, some, de- some degree of, um, I wouldn't say separation, but estrangement, emotional detachment in your home that you use, use it for. And I would also say that the, uh, the phenomena of decoding mysteries and researching hidden facts and Looking at what's behind the scene is a keen interest to you, one of your natural abilities, all right? Poor sense of justice, though, you know. You, you break my finger, I want to break your whole arm type of, you know, backlash, man. You hold a grudge or a first impression forever, you know? Creativity working with children will bring you to your highest peak. Right? And uh, <laughs> your money goes toward travel or transportation. If you want cars, are you on fast cars? No, no, I own a bicycle. Okay, well, I'm referencing your preferences and your natural tendency. It could, it could definitely still deal with bicycles. You put, you put money into those. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, what I'm saying while I'm working, a brother might be wanting to sell one. You know, what I'm saying so I don't have to pay for the train. So, you know, that's my transportation. But if I was to acquire some proper funds, yeah, I would definitely get a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, a bike is a vehicle. At any rate, most of your money goes towards travel and or uh, transportation. Or your vehicle. At any rate, moving around a lot, man. Moving around a whole lot because of financial issues too. Seem to be prevalent thing. Right now, you you enduring a lot of uh, how can I say, the way you usually picture yourself and and, and project yourself in the situations is meeting with either obstacles or delays. 
and you've been having to deal with that like since October, you know, and it has a lot to do with joint finances and you establishing your own domestic situation on a stable foundation. This seems to be the theme, like, for the last six or seven months, you know, and it's going to get uh, more serious if you do not take the responsibility of creating that transformation, you know. This is, I just read you with a Scorpio rising, even though you're an Aquarius. I say you were born between 12 midnight and 2 o'clock in the morning or not very far from there, like 11.30 to 1.30 or from, you know, 12.30 to 2.30, within that margin of time, you know. And because of the wounds that you described, the fact that you had an issue with your breathing in your youth, which is Gemini, the lungs being in a place, your arms constantly carrying that even into your later life means you were born pretty early into the assignment of Scorpio. It puts your son in the fourth place on February 12th, you said? February? The first part of February is what I remember. Or the 15th. Oh, yeah, okay, 15th. Yeah, I remember the first part uh, of Aquarius, basically. And um, so that, you know, should, that, that makes your domain, you know, your, your, where you find your peace of mind. Some people find peace of mind in the, in the circle of friends. Some people find their peace of mind in the public uh, arena. Some people find peace of mind in, in the entirely creative sphere, you know, or, or at work. And you is in your domestic situation and your family situation. Like you say, what year was it? 74. All right, 1974, we had uh, Saturn in Cancer. Oh, 2004, 2006, yeah, well, 2005, 2004, you went through some issue with uh, uh, your your domestic situation, your family, and or uh, women or relationships. You know, that came to the fore in some form or fashion, man. It was a great maturity process in that. Right now, these things are, 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 that have been manifesting for like the last seven years have come straight to your, your face. In other words, you're directly confronted with them. So the, what would be tantamount for you is uh, to reestablish, to rebuild, and, and to stabilize your domestic situation. You're you on the meet you you in the uh in the market for buying a house or for getting your own place or standing on your own two feet when it comes to your residential situation? Does that seem to be one of the major things ringing? In the last <laughs> six months? You say that yeah, because the thing is, my I realize what my purpose is as as a as a, as a spiritual being in the flesh is to p- protect uh, my mother from different spiritual events that are taking place. See, I I, I no longer. Uh, bow down to the material things in this in well this in this realm because I realize I've humbled myself to the Lord's ability and remain to be humble and to stray from vanity and to realize what the purpose is. Once you realize your purpose and you, what you're structured for, you have to obey that purpose. And if sometimes that a purpose is is to protect certain individuals that came mm-hmm. from your star cluster, so. My Did I satisfy to, your question now? Say that again. Did I satisfy your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's yeah. that's did funny you, because see the thing is now, what you're you saying is right. Do you understand that you're not just an Aquarius? Do you understand that you're not just an Aquarius? You're also a Scorpio. Mm, mm. That that that's I mean your, that's your interaction in the world. The your through your interaction in the world, Scorpio energy has been granted the at birth. Through exercising your vehicle and express that Aquarius energy through that through that mechanism, basically that's how that operation works. In other words, you are an Aquarius spirit. 
because the sun is out here. Right. And in a Scorpio vehicle. And it's just no coincidence that you don't fall tonight with a mob of Scorpio. Mm. All right, well, let me hop up off the line, man. I, I done talk too much. I took up too much air. But uh, I say to the brothers there and keep work, keep, keep, keep harnessing y'all's craft, man, because you guys are going to get better and better, better and better. Mm. You ready? I say that. Reyes. You, you. Blue. Like I said, you identify yourself as Uraeus in the open. You ask me, you ask the program what the twin serpents were about. Well, maybe it was about the true, about to learn the true of Scorpio rising tonight. <laughs> because that serpent energy, brother, brother Uraeus, as you identify yourself in the, in, in the outside world, you know what I'm saying? So... I guess, you know what I mean? Everything lines up perfect. You dig? Yeah, yeah. That's but, uh, it, it, it surely yeah. took me for a loop. I was I was heading towards East New York on Linden. Coming down Dumont, I seen the brother with one snake. As I come back from where I was going, get another brother, like, further down, like, uh, what is that? Uh, by Sutter. Had another snake. And I'm like, okay, our ancestors are talking I can't. My moment, my 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 my, my clairvoyance is a little crowded right now, and I can't see it. Right. I'm trying to make sure the funds is holding it down by trying to get this job, and I'm seeing the I'm seeing the sign of things. You know what I mean? Let me let me honor these callers though. Let me honor. Yeah, yeah. These callers. I share. I mean, thank you. All right. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Okay, let's go to caller number two one six. Call up from the 216325. 216325, call up, please. Yes, I'm just listening, but I'm telling you, the show is uh, tremendously great. I'm telling you, this is this is a great show. Um, it's it's remarkable. But um, I, I just want to say, you know, the information is, is tantamount to these times right now. Um, with the new cycle and um, um, what the information has um, done for me is opened me up within my mind to see that, you know, I'm I'm really connected. I'm really connected to this um, this this thing that is greater than me. And um, just from listening to the brothers um, dropping these jewels, even the information on the sun. You know, that going, you know, I go to Lake Erie sometimes and watch the sunset. And, you know, there's an intimacy that is created within you when you watch the sunset or rise. You know, I had the opportunity to watch the sun rise in the morning. Um, in the morning, when, when I was living on the 15th floor in my building um, facing east, so I watched the sun come up um, from my apartment balcony and you know, there's just an intimacy and the information that that's just a reflection of you, you know, that it's like a mirror of you. And I I really understand why, you know, it feels so good and, and encouraging and, and elating to just sit there and watch it. And it's fascinating. And so I'm so grateful 
you know, for the brother to also drop the information about, you know, having this clean slate, you know, within ourselves. And I, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the brothers. I love you all. This is um, this information and these jewels that you guys dropped tonight, I'm very appreciative um, for the ancestors coming together to bring you all together to drop jewels in us that we can apply. And I am loving you guys all the way. Big respect, much love, and thank you so much. Gratitude, gratitude. Peace and love. Peace, 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 love. Peace. 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 Reaching, I think that may have been our last caller, if I'm correct. Um, quickly, KT, Darshagree, can yeah. you leave the family with uh, some information as to how they can get in touch with you? I know that you have some products out there as well, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we, uh, we're we definitely getting into uh, phase two um, of Hollywood Dakota this year. You know, we're going to be having, we're going to have all the DVDs. Um, you know, with video edit and things of that nature that goes into more detail. Um, definitely going to work with the brothers to be guests on on those as well. Um, for those who have any uh, nutritional problems, health issues, um, I have soionic.com, S-O-I-O-N-I-C.com, where you have my uh, soionic capsules there, my soionic tonics, also offer consultations. For people who may be having problems with their blood or with breathing, uh, you know, whatever it is, it uh, doesn't matter what it is, you can definitely give me a call. Go to my website, contact me through email um, on that as well. Um, i also like to make an announcement tonight, which I, I know is kind of late. So people, I don't know as many people listening now, but I had to go ahead and cancel um, the SAVI event at the Georgia World Congress Center Um Due to really? yeah for, forces that you know um, I have no control over, unfortunately. But um, you know, if you need any further information, I wouldn't have it for you. But I know through Facebook or through this media, um, you know, we'll find out where 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 it'll move to. But I know I won't have anything to do with it though. But I, I wanted to definitely go ahead and put that out there to the people. Um, Put it out on on the uh, on the waves, but um on on another note, uh, definitely like I said, the the Dakota DVDs are definitely coming, um, and uh, so ionic, and there's definitely going to be um some major events coming um between me um and the pillars and uh and everybody else. So please stay tuned. Indeed, definitely. Um, family, you heard it here first. Get at us. Uh, Friday we will return. We have another show, monumental program coming forth. So same time, same channel. Friday 9 p.m. 
We'll be back in the building. I want to thank everybody who came out tonight. Show some love. Hold on, we got a call from the two one five six zero nine. Call us from the two one five six zero nine. Peace. Peace, peace to the guys. Um, hope everybody's still on the line. Shout out to the Twin Pillars, uh, Cosmo Physics, KT, for his extraordinary work as usual, and uh, the legend AA Rashid. Um, I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna jump in because sometimes I get a little uh, long-winded with my questions and my comments. But I just wanted to know that I end the show with uh, a little scripture of my own because you know I got some Iron Man boss. <laughs> Please do. You already know what it is. Look. All right, here we go. Hopping in that Tony Stark. That's the Avenger. Try to guys you might get torn apart. Way more than injured, fractured, ego, shattered, broken hearts. That's just the game, but I don't feast much on solid food. I swallow pain, but it's still love no matter what. We call them karma points. My hard times have been adding up. Soon I'm going to blow this joint. My skill set is roulette. You know, the Russian kind. So play so play yourself before you play me. Because that's just ill-advised. I still ascribe, but you won't find a real ascribe. And if you do, your views are skewed. So check out the world with real eyes. They say a picture's worth a thousand words. So I paint mine with nouns and verbs. And a symbol's worth a thousand pictures. So it's ritual that I construct the sigil, candlelight vigils when I conduct my scriptures. And the thought is worth a million symbols. So I'm taught the hootie. Hermes Christmas gets this when I grip this pencil. If you don't get it, you wasn't meant to, God. To grasp this, your mental must begin to sharp. So please forgive me if I went too far off the deep end. It's too far out of your reach. Pick up a book and reach in. Dig through those archives and let it seep in. Raise yourself up to a God from a beast man. The people perish from a lack of knowledge. That's why I chant incantations that attract the scholars. They risk their freedom for the lack of dollars. Not knowing you are the magic, you just lack the power. But if anyone's offended, that's not what it was meant for you. But oh well. Can I get that 44-gun salute? Uh, yes, yes, yes. There you go. Where that? That's, that's my piece. Now, I wanted to give everybody a chance to just, you know, build with everybody uh, that was on the line. Cause it was a phenomenal show. Thank you, brothers, as always. Fire, fire. You already know what it is, man. I appreciate that. Um, yes. Oh, hold on. We got a caller from the 216. Let me see if we took this call. Caller from the 216-325. Peace. Yes. Um, you took my oh, call before. Did you? Okay, I got you. No doubt. I didn't know that you was you. Thanks much love, Good brothers. Look. Indeed. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you on Friday. Yes, indeed. Appreciate love you. Right. Appreciate love, no doubt. Peace. All right, Peace. family. So that's gonna do it for tonight. I want to thank everybody for coming through. KT the Arch, you already know. I gotta chop it up with you about some stuff anyway. So we're gonna chop it. Um, everybody that came through, Cosmo, AA, Blue, all of the family. I want to say salute, love and light, and I will see y'all on Friday. All right, we're going to end this off with that They Don't Listen, that KT. Look out for that God Hop mixtape May 10th. Look out for that 4.4 mixtape. Look out for the best of the pillars. It's all on the way. All right? One. Hold on. Look out for that Dreams video. Scorps, A.A. Rashid, Red Pillar, 
world premiere video finna drop real soon on y'all. Smell me. They got it, 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 got don't be appalled when their actions reflecting the lack of pure honesty And their parents are guiding the children to dynasty The adolescent more media's strongest nemesis And emphasis on males to be seen as a black degenerate Imminent reality unless we see a change And it started with the truth of dominion and this terrain They told us we were slave picking cotton on their plantation Did you know civil war was the switch to corporation We embracing the nation, people perish for the lack of the knowledge. Situations we complain. Black History Month in February, they preserved the true month for them ones who legendary took the music out the schools. No child left behind and shit dumbing down our future. I'm reaching the free your mind. Hemoglobin magnets are components that are formed. 
form so that oxygen's attracted to combustion is the means. Energy is the created and you gotta use the wiser your true potential. Waste it, gotta it, gotta it. 